Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. Forty-six. Let's start show number forty-six. Welcome, welcome. If you're listening to this show as the first show ever, um, get ready. Get ready to get ready to laugh and think and feel your feelings. No, wait, that's too much. Uh, just get ready to listen to some interesting stuff, I guess. And hey, you might get all up in your feelings. I don't know. We don't even know what we're going to talk about. So, oh, let like, me. You know. So we got to talk about Jamie Ford, obviously. We got to do the wrap up and things that we like. We got to talk about Turkey. We got to talk about Jamie Ford, but we got to talk about something else. Okay, first, I'm ready. Yeah, because you you hinted, you yeah. hinted <clears throat> as we were setting up the equipment here at Crooked Tree. Mm-hmm. You hinted at I've got something, but I'm holding on to it. Yeah, it was something that I did on a whim, and I was Uh-oh. like. Looking back, I'm like, I'm doing this for the podcast. Okay. I'm, I just knew it. Okay. And so um, I was downstairs looking for something. You know, I was taking a break, and I was looking for something to watch. And I just saw um, Boondock Saints number two. And I was like, I'm just so curious. <laughs> now, and, you, and you actually watched it. And I watched it. And I was like, first of all, yeah, you, I mean, most people are right to not watch it if they don't want to ruin. Yeah, I'm not watching it to ruin the feeling of how cool and just just everything was just like just the way it should be. Mm-hmm. It feels right about the Boondock Saints number the, one, the original, the original, yeah, the OG. The next one is terrible by comparison. Like, there's one scene that I can't, <laughs> I I can't get an idea of why they did this. So. So they have the same two actors, which I like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, same two actors. This is going to be fun. Or same even three actors. You know, all the actually most of the most of the people are in it again that were okay. in the first. One. So okay. that's kind of cool. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, since you'll never watch it, does make an appearance, even okay. though um, in the beginning they say, "Oh, he died. Oh no, he's a dead guy." Oh, okay. In the very end, they're like, "Oh, look, he's alive." Like, like so, so, so much about the movie is just trash. Like, yeah. Even that ending. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. what? And now he's alive for some stupid reason. They don't even explain it, you know? <laughs> Is most of the movie, like, pursuing, like, people that killed him or something? Well, they did the um, they did the thing where, so, um, it's like fast forward a couple years. Yeah. They, they've all got long Moses hair and beards uh-huh. and live in Ireland, I think. Um, oh, they're not even, like, pursuing their dream of, like, destroying no no okay. no so like basically cleaning up brooklyn what i have to gather because they don't really explain it that much mm-hmm. what i have to gather is that they did the thing where they killed the yakovetti bob In, bob, bob the moss the yeah, moss the mob boss the bob moss the moss yeah yeah the moss so the bob moss mm-hmm. of the, <laughs> which is the leader of the italian gang yeah in the courthouse at the end of the, the last movie the og movie yes the mob boss Yes. So um, after they did that, apparently they fleed. They were like, whoa, we got to get out of here. It's too hot or whatever. And um, they go to Ireland and then uh, um, there's a copycat killer. Uh-oh. Goes in and kills himself a priest. Oh, there's going to be all spoilers, by the way. I don't care. Yeah, no, don't. it doesn't matter. I'm okay. not ever watching it. This is probably um, better than watching it anyway, listening uh, my, to you my, tell it. My, yeah, this is going to be way more entertaining. Yeah. Um, so they have a guy 
who um, comes and does a copycat killing, and he kills a priest <gasps> in a church. Oh, and then puts the pennies on the priest's eyeballs, and everyone's like, "Oh no, that's gonna make them mad and bring them out of hiding," which it obviously does. Oh wait, the pri- the priest gets killed in Brooklyn in the church in Brooklyn oh, in Brooklyn, in but Boston. not in not in, in Ireland. No, no, not in Ireland. Oh yeah, Boston. So Sorry, they're Boston. calling them back home, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that okay. whole deal. Yep. Um, so one one scene I'll never be able to forgive is like so. <laughs> so they they obviously decide. Oh, we're going to we're going to go we're going to go get this guy and we're going to shoot him up. They. They have this scene where they go up to a barn situation, like up a hill, I guess, mm-hmm. for some reason, and mm-hmm. they're all they they walk as if they have, like you ever you ever heard of that? Um, what do they call that? Um, imaginary lat syndrome? No. Where where people walk like oh, with their arms with like their arms out. all yeah. out like yeah. They when have you're all pretending these to be a bodybuilder, how you walk? You walk around like you're all jacked up with muscle, you know? Yeah. So they're walking up there in a very pronounced. I am a very. I'm a big. I might have been doing steroids this whole time. They take off their shirts and they've got like dad bods. They're not, they did not get in shape for the role. I don't yeah. think that's yeah. not, that's not yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, and then they use these huge, like huge, like, like a foot long shears, like these cutting, like you would like hand scissors. They look like they're from medieval times. Well, the, the, the kind of scissors you'd find in a barn. Right. And okay. then they, they cut, they give themselves a beard and haircut with the shrub trimmers with basically two machetes together yes okay. that they're just yeah. kind of yeah. yeah um and and then they take a shower at the same time and so this is the scene that i can't forgive right <laughs> so if you can imagine a, an action scene so this is a montage now mm-hmm. there's like there's mm-hmm. like tough guy music playing in the background and like real real close up shots where they where they go they go out real far, and then they, they zoom in real quick. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? All yeah. this exciting stuff is going on. Well, one of them is we zoom out on both of them not facing us, but facing the wall, but uh, taking a shower. So we get T- to see together both of the and they're, and they're, they're at least five, five or six feet apart. Oh, COVID safe. Showers. COVID safe. Yeah, so they're, they're okay. socially distanced in these, what I guess are public showers in this barn maybe made for cows i don't know and they're showering themselves but we get to see their entire naked body oh to include both of their butts like Mm -hmm. at at the same time Mm -hmm. and it's obvious like hey this is the gratuitous butt scene where there's like soap soap going down and then they like (laughs) they zoom in super quick I don't know. It's probably like a headshot or something like that. Like they don't zoom in on their butts or anything. But I'm yeah. just like that. That scene right there. I was like, someone had to approve that. Someone was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I mean, everyone probably didn't take one take. Everyone's either. gonna want to want. Everyone's gonna want to see both of their naked butts. So we got to make sure that that is in this number. The movie that everyone's been looking forward to. Cult classic. People for like years begging for this movie. They're like, you know what we should do? Since these guys have dad bods now. Let's act as if they don't. Mm. Let's just act as if they are really good looking. And like, let's even do this like shower scene that we don't need to see. And then almost like a, what is that movie with, um, with like a naked gun? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those Leslie Nielsen, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. totally ridiculous comedies. Mm-hmm. So they do that thing where they give themselves a little haircut, you know, with these totally like these sh- shears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come back in the house where they're going to talk to their dad again, and they look exactly like 
they had just gotten a professional shave and beard cut. Like yeah. the goatee was perfect. And it was like, just like, there's no way you do that with any utensil in a barn. Mm-hmm. And they come in with the perfect, they look exactly like they did in the last movie. <laughs> and I was like, no, guys, that's too much. Well, and you got to think about the process, and too. And that's the beginning of the movie. Like, <laughs> like those two read the script. They had Sh- to be like... Shower scene in the script, yeah, right? Scene approved. And they, and, they, and they were like, oh, yeah, we know our fans, right? And then they did several takes to make sure that the suds were in the right place, mm-hmm. right? And Hold on. Get them more sudsy this time. Different camera angles, and like maybe the, they had to wait for the hot water heater to warm back up a couple times, you know? And then... Director says, yeah, like, this is exactly what we need. And then it goes to the editing floor. Yep. Right? And then a lot of these things actually go through, like, um, a a viewing before their, like, stamp of approval is on it. So, like, a hundred people will watch it. And they have to say, like, yes, yes, this is good in theaters. And so, like, that shower scene, like, went through all of that. Yep. They're, like, approved. And so... That's, I mean, and it, I mean, there's so many things that are bad, but the, so they, they have to bring in a new, um, Defoe character. So a, a new like FBI. Yeah. So yeah. They, they have basically, you know, that guardian angel situation where, you know, they, he's, he's from the FBI and he's taking care of them and, and looking out for them and making sure they don't go to jail because they're doing the Lord's work, only killing, you know, the evil people, never women and children or people that haven't done anything. So it's all good. So in the beginning of the movie, we find out that he is a dearly departed. We don't know why or whatever. We just see a flash of his tomb, you know, Agent Smecker, I believe it was. And um, so his his replacement or his, uh, no, his protege, they said he had a protege, someone he picked, he picked, handpicked out of the academy and, and, and made her, this is a her now, uh-huh. his, his protege. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a character. Her name is Eunice Bloom, and she is, she does play kind of a, like a sexy character, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, no <laughs> nonsense, you know, right, right. but the thing that I, I can't get over is like her fake Southern accent. Like, so, so while everyone else is doing their best at a fake Boston accent, yeah. and a lot of those guys are from Boston, I read, so yeah. it's, it sounds real to me. Yeah. She's like, well, I don't know, y'all, doing all that stuff in the, and she has, she does all the mannerisms of Smecker. Instead of listening to music, she puts in um, earplugs, though, but she does the looking around all slow, (laughs) does exactly what he does, and I just, but then there's the scene that they copy, so at the end, there's a big old shoot 'em up scene, right, and she's talking you through the scene, just like Paul, you know, the agent Smecker would, Uh and, um, She's she's she also says something like, "Well, we had ourselves a cowboy or something like that." So they allude a lot to the last movie, <clears throat> you know, when he says, "Oh, there's like really good shooting, and then there's not bad. There's not right, good right, shooting. We right, had a cowboy." Right. Yeah. So not only does she do that, she um, she she then while she's telling the story for some reason is now dressed up in some like Las Vegas weird version of a western outfit. And is now dancing around, you know, as if she was in the room with the people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and she kind of breaks the fourth wall or third wall sometimes, whatever you call that. Like, like she'll be talking to the guy as if it was in the past and then actually say something to him while in the reenactment. And I'm like, ah, again, 
That's Leslie Nielsen naked gun stuff. I mean, I was, ex- I want a little humor. Obviously, there's some really funny parts about the movie, but it wasn't slapstick most of it. I mean, it was, I don't know, maybe so, it was a little slapstick. So I'm quiet over here. Like, I knew it was bad. Nobody's ever explained it to me, and now I'm just like even more disappointed than I was before. Well, if you if you wish they made another. Um, <clears throat> What was that thing with uh, Sylvester Stallone? And uh, They made lots of things with him in it. <laughs> when he was like a... Mm, uh, maybe this was... And it wasn't Judge Dredd. It was... Because, um, yeah, there's a repeat Judge Dredd. He was fighting against... Um, Robocop? No, Robocop's not him. I mean, he was in the future. Mm, they unfreezed him. He was like a, a cop from the past, and they had to unfreeze him because of his cool ways. And I, I don't know this movie. Mm-hmm. It'll come to me. Okay. And someone's probably screaming at screaming at me, going, that's not even the right actor. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, Selma, not Selma, dang it, I'm getting all my words and names mixed up today while I'm chewing my food. Um, we're at Crooked Tree today. Did we say that? We did say Crooked Tree, yeah. Because mm. you're eating a biscuit. I good, think people can hear that you're eating a biscuit. Good food, Crooked Tree. I couldn't, I couldn't stop and not take a bite. Even though I knew I was going to say something, I was like, oh, I'm going to take a bite anyways. Sorry, though. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a minute. And I had the, the matcha latte, pretty good, and an apple cinnamon roll that was super good. The apple cinnamon roll was like, oh, my goodness, really good. I'm looking up right now um, Rotten Tomatoes for Boondock Saints 2. Yeah, see what it says. Like, what, what does the, what's the opinion, the greater opinion on this? Uh, this? So the critic consensus is this sequel to the cult favorite, The Boondock Saints, is more of the same. Unoriginal, observed, violent, over-the-top, and occasionally mean-spirited. Come on, that's not right. Ah, Demolition Man. Oh, Stallone and Wesley okay. Snipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's what I was talking about. So if you're looking for another one of those, like it's just, I mean, that was a goofy movie. Like mostly it was slapsticky nonsense. Yeah. You know, from the, whenever they made that movie. Uh, ooh, 1993, early 90s. When Wesley Snipes and uh, Sylvester Stallone were still like, whoa, movie stars. So so you'd be surprised here, the 23% on the tomato meter which I don't know what that is, but then the audience score, and there's 100,000-plus ratings. Okay. 58% for Boondock Saints 2. Is that good or bad? I got well, I mean, that seems good. It's over 50% are like kind of like recommending to watch it. Well, the thing is, is <clears throat> the thing that ruins the movie is what you, want, what you know it should be. Like it, should, right. it should be a cool Quentin Tarantino-esque you know, Pulp Fiction style, awesome movie again. Right. It's not. They they did something else. Like it's. But what I'm, I guess, what I'll say is, once I got past the like, oh, this isn't going to be, <laughs> this is not going to be what I wish it would be. Right. And then I was just like, well, I guess let me let me just pretend like I'm watching Dude, Where's My Car? Right. Which is just some. I, I watch random dumb movies all the time, so let me just see if I can enjoy it. And I did. There was, I mean, they had weird stuff. It, 
I would forgive them for their nonsense because I was like, well, they're doing it through the whole movie. This is a this is a slapsticky, right? Funny it, movie. it wasn't just like one bad scene. It was mm-hmm. like just garbage all the way through. And they bring in another Rocco, you know, and um, and, and in a heartfelt moment, Rocco comes back. He talks to them through the spirit world or whatever in a dream. Oh, man, it's just getting worse. Well, the, the worst part about that is, because like, we love Rocco and we right. hate that he died. Right. Throughout the whole movie, they're doing this dumb thing where they just see a black cat. You know, they're in Ireland and they see a black cat and they're like, what's that? They're like, oh, it's nothing. Don't, don't worry about it. And then they see it again on the ship over because they take a ship yeah. Over. Oh, they don't fly. No, that'd be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous. Um, and they had a fight with some with 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 people on the ship for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and they find themselves a new Rocco on he, the ship. On the ship, he's like a Mexican. He's like a proud, funny, you know, slapsticky sidekick type. Mm-hmm. And they and they mess with him almost exactly the same way. And I didn't realize this, but that guy yells in a very specific way that one of the two brothers. He he goes. You know, when, when he's yelling in the movie, yeah, there's just a lot of yelling in that movie. And he has a very clear, growly tenor. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, you get that man rock and you do the thing. You know, yeah, yeah. They, do, they do that a lot in the next movie. He's screaming like that a lot. <laughs> and like, I'm like, they, is this a thing now? Is this a thing that he does? Is he now the, the guy that screams in just that specific way? Did they think that that's what we liked about the movie was his screaming? The way he yelled. Yeah, the way that he yelled. Because there's like a couple times I can think of that he yells in the movie. Yeah. Oh. And like it's it's emotion driving in the few moments they use it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you can, but if it's overused, then it's just like the 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 boy who yelled wolf. Or when he's Irishly. yelling at him. When he's yelling at him uh, when, when Rocco comes to the door, you know, and they want to mess with him. Mm-hmm. And there's that guy screaming yeah. at him. Yeah. yeah. And the one guy kind of screams like, he screams like a whisper, you know, like he can, he, he yells harder, but it doesn't get louder. He's like, well, rock, what are you doing? Ah, that's not the way you're supposed to be doing it. You know, that guy. Right. And the other guy is like, well, rock. Ah! And he has that more like <laughs> almost a drill instructor crossed with an angry ex-girlfriend voice, you know? Yeah. Like not, not scary, but it gets your attention and hurts your ears a little. Yeah. Oh, this is, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is so that, that cat's following them and they make it this weird thing. Like, I don't know, Irish people are superstitious maybe with black cats and they keep saying the exact black cat. And then they're in a place where no way this black cat could be and they see the black cat again. The black cat is Rocco. And so... It's the spirit of Rocco. Okay, <laughs> so like... <laughs> Lazy my, writing there. <laughs> my, my grandma, whom, you, whom you've met... Um, I have no fear that she's going to listen to this, but sometimes she can be a little superstitious as well. And so when my mom passed away years and years ago, apparently there was a few crows in a tree Uh at the graveside service. Mm -hmm. My mom never had anything to do with crows her entire 44 years of living. Mm -hmm. But now, because it was at her graveside, every time my grandma sees a crow... She thinks my mom's there. That's not how it works. In the first movie, Rocco accidentally shot a cat through a wall. So in the next movie, it does kind of make sense that he would be a cat in the next life. I mean, I guess. (laughs) 
I mean, yes, he, like I, yeah. If you remember, he knew the name of the cat, and his girlfriend didn't. Right. Um, <laughs> well, his girlfriend eventually got it. He was sad yeah. when the cat was dead. Yeah, I think. I don't think so. I mean, he was surprised when it happened. In he was shock. surprised and shocked, but I don't think he was sad. And, and I guess we probably should explain to to anybody listening right now the reason we have some even more affinity towards this movie is Joe and I actually did record an entire podcast while watching Boondock Saints. We just never released it. Yeah, we got to relive all the moments, you know, but we've seen it so many times. Yeah, previous to this. that It was a well-worn groove in my brain. Yeah. But it's still enjoyable. Yep. I remembered all the reasons I liked it, but I was like, it was hard to come up with cool little, I don't know, I, I didn't have anything new to say about the movie, I guess. A lot of the time. Uh, yeah, I had to do research to just find out some, like, background stuff. You know? So. Yeah, it was kind of difficult. But if, if any of you want to listen to it, we have the file. You can you can ask us for it. We'll let you listen to it while watching so I, I think the movie. You, you might want to watch the second one because it makes you appreciate the first one more. Like, you will have new appreciation for it. And then just remember that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to watch the second one. Like, it, just to pretend like it's named something else. Like the boondocks ain't naked gun four and a half. Yeah. Like yeah. something that's not that, but you know what? It would actually serve probably a good purpose to just pretend like it's one of those spoof movies of, of the right. When, when they, uh, the, the Wayans brothers do mm-hmm. the, the scream movies, scary yeah. movie. They do scary movie kind of based on, well, they, they make fun of lots of them, but it started with like the scream movie. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you, just pretend that the Wayans brothers produced it. Mm-hmm. You'll like it, actually. Okay. It's okay. A, I mean, because then you forgive all of that knucklehead stuff that doesn't make any sense and it's yeah. like definitely not well, true like when you're, to when the When you're talking about beginning. them like shaving and cutting their hair with like oversized yeah. rusted scissors <laughs> just, out of a barn, I'm like, it was, that is to- that's what I thought. I'm like, this is totally like Wayans brother stuff yeah. that, that they do. It was, I, I was rolling my eyes so hard. But then I was like, okay, well, it's because you wanted something else, Joe. Like, yeah. what if what if you just tried to enjoy it for what it is? You know, it's this whole other movie that, you know, I don't know, they're trying to make a buck on. So yeah. they, they're trying to entertain us. Let's see what or, they do. Or like, you know, how many times they've redone Batman, mm. right? And so like the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. um, that one, that Batman was very with uh, Jim Carrey, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poison Ivy. I can't remember who that was. Yep. Who was Batman in that movie? Uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Maybe. Like that one was so slapsticky. Yeah. Like it was just silly and like, over the top and like. But everybody kind of forgave it, you yeah, know. Because like, um, well, Batman. And, and, yeah, <laughs> like it, this is just like Batman kind of progressively got worse from Michael Keaton on, like a little worse, little worse, little, and then there was that one, and they're like, okay, we're not going to make a Batman for a few years, mm-hmm. and then when they came out with like Dark Knight, like, ooh, okay, yeah, they redeemed we, themselves, we, yeah, we, and so like the difference in that, like it's, it still has the same name, but different director, like like you know, like yeah. different idea going forward. We're just riding the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about it like that, then it would it might be okay. I might try to watch it. Maybe, yeah. Give it a chance because it's fun. I mean, how many other movies are there in the world? And it's it's older now, isn't it? Let me see. Let me try to see when uh, the Boondock Saints movies came out. Like how long of a 
rake did they have? Well, I just had the Rotten Tomatoes one up, so let me pull that up, and you pull up the first one. Okay. Because it'll tell me when it came out. So this came out. This one, the the second one, came out in two thousand nine. Okay, so nineteen ninety nine for Boondock So ten Saints. ten years. Ten years. Yeah, that's a long wait. Tis tis a long wait. Tis. And so now that I know that it was ten years later, they look pretty good. I mean, a little dad bodish, but I'm not I'm not entered in in, in any physical fitness uh, modeling things. So do do you? Uh do you re- I know you go to a different time at the gym now than the six, but do you remember Sean? Um, red red hair. I think the so. Gym, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hold on, I'm gonna try to find him. So, Sean Strunk is his name. Anyway, uh, the whole reason I'm bringing that up is because you said you're not doing any competition. He shared with me this morning that he is going to do a, a fitness competition in Butte. Oh, cool. And uh, it's the first time he's ever done anything like that. And it's like a whole day, and you're on this team. And I can't remember what it's called. Um, but there's two teams come, uh, going from our gym that are going up there to, to be in the competition. Cool. So, whole whole sidetrack. So, good uh, luck, guys. Good, good luck, Sean. Good, uh, Tim's going. Good luck, Tim. They're on different teams. Uh, so good luck to you guys. We need to talk about Turkey. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So we... We decided that we would make some interesting turkey, which we were going to do anyways. Mm-hmm. But for fun, we decided we'd try each other's turkeys. You know, we didn't want to like do the whole thing where we'd have both families over and do the whole logistical thing. That would have been a nightmare. That would have been a nightmare. Um, so we did our own things. But since we live so close, we were just like, hey, just let me know when you're done. And one of us will run down some turkey. And so I, I ended up running down a little bit of my turkey with some gravy. And I got to taste some of your turkey with some gravy and say hi and and mine had just i i was so i was just picking up my phone to message you and say hey i'm gonna bring this up soon when like i pick up my phone and your message comes through bam like it was like and you're like hey i'm heading down here in a minute i'm like oh perfect i think is what i said just like perfect because yeah, i'm you're getting like, ready to car perfect timing yeah. and so, so i came in right it was it was just like at the height of like everything yeah and so yeah. it looked impressive too i was like ooh, i I, I came at the right time. This is awesome. You yeah, know? yeah. And so um, mine didn't look as cool. Um, it didn't look as good. Yours had a better presentation, definitely, and was. Um, let me just describe it. Like when I <laughs> bought, when I bit into it, I f- immediately was like, "Sausage. This is like a, it's like a moist sausage, you know, full of smoky flavor, you know, in a good way." Yeah. You know, I was like, uh, it was like almost too moist. If that could right. be a thing with right. turkey, yeah. like yeah. if this was any more moist, <laughs> this would be turkey pudding. <laughs> You'd have to drink it. Yeah. You'd have to drink this. So, yeah. <clears throat> but it wasn't there. It was still toothsome. Tooth. It had a nice toothsomeness, which oh, I had like. a good mouthfeel. No, yeah. no that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> it, had, it had a hateful <laughs> mouthfeel. <clears throat> but um, that was good, and the, um, the smoke was good. Um, yeah, everything was good. So, so. Yeah, it's unfair because you brought yours down to me, right? Yeah. And so you have like a whole, and not a long car ride, but, you know, five minutes in the car in a Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you're just bringing me little pieces of white and dark meat. And I have like this whole turkey that rested for 25 minutes. And yeah. then I, I just like 
I, I literally just got that. Like, as soon as you walked in, was like I was moving mm-hmm. the last little bit of carving it up, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's as fresh as you possibly can get. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have, couldn't have planned that any better. Right. And so, of course, my presentation is going to look a little bit better because it's like literally just done. Nobody's touched it, like mm-hmm. just done. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken a few bites, but we really hadn't even tried it yet. I think I, I may have tried your turkey before I even tried mine. I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't be positive on that. And so, yeah, mine definitely was more moist. Um, yours, I liked the, uh, the crust on it. And we had, I think we talked about it on the previous podcast, but the, the rub that you put on was like a, a wet, but as you cook it, it hardens. And then, like, right before it's done, you do another, like, coating. And so it gets mm-hmm. this, like, like, crust. Yeah. Um, really liked the crust of it, mm. but that gravy, mm. dude, dude, the gravy, and it was, uh, it was what, per- Persian? A Peruvian. Peruvian, Peruvian. And so um, what I read was, um, it's like a, lots of uh, South, South American flavors mixed with Asian flavors, I guess. Super good. So, so good that um, I saved it. Uh, I was trying to do a, like a cold turkey sandwich the next day. Oh yeah, ran out of bread, Uh-oh. so I did a cold turkey wrap. Okay, right. I had some tortillas, and hey. uh, I had three cold turkey tortillas with mm. your gravy all over, all up and all up on them. It's just it. I, I, it changed my perception on gravy when I had that the first time because I was just like, this looks weird, but I'm game for some fun stuff. Kind of like Jamie said, you know, I'm a I'm a fearless, fearless cook. Fearless cook, yeah. <clears throat> and so when I tried it, it was like, because some not everything that I try comes out just great. You know, sometimes I I do things and it's like, oh, well, I may never do that again ever because I have messed that up and I might have angered somebody's gods even. That was like a, I might have done something really sinful within this kitchen. But that one, I got right that, that time. And the first time I did it, it was like even, I think it was even better or something. <laughs> it was like, because the gravy, once you hear what's in it, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this gravy. And I love turkey gravy. It's almost perfect the way it is. You just add a little bit of flour if you need it. Mm-hmm. You cook that down to get the raw flour taste out of it. Mm-hmm. About a minute-ish, mm-hmm. less if you got it. And then a um, little salt and pepper, little little milk or whatever cream you got, you know, mm-hmm. and you just make some gravy. And usually that'll change your life. You know, you don't need anything else. Yeah, right. That's sent, that's sent from above. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person was like, well, why don't you do that? But put in some like sour cream or creme fraiche situation with some chicken stock, but then also a half cup of cilantro, two serrano peppers de-seeded and de-veined, um, and lime juice, you know, with that. Ki- and that kick was and just... Was there cumin in it as well? No, that was... That um, was just, that was on the... That was on the crust. On the crust, okay. Mm-hmm. So the crust was, it's scary at first because you're like, this is going to be too much. It's a lot of cumin. It's mostly a cumin crust with some <laughs> paprika. Yeah. And then you just add soy sauce and garlic and salt, pepper and uh, vinegar and stuff like that. And um, you're like, man, this is going to be quite the potent thing. I might have to just peel off the crust and eat the what's yeah. hopefully going to be a juicy turkey because the yeah. crust is supposed to keep the juices in a bit more. I don't know. Um and um, I thought I did a pretty good job. My, my one mistake is I was just so excited. I just started cutting from 
the start where you would cut. And I, I didn't get into where I would find the juiciest portion. But I think no matter where I checked, your turkey was like 10, 10 times more moist than mine. Mine was not not too dry, I would say. Like, I didn't yeah, make yeah, it too dry. No, your, yours it was, was okay. Was like but it wasn't amazing. The, 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 I don't even want to say typical because that sounds bad, too, because there's a lot of bad turkey out it, there. Typically, so like, okay, done. Yeah, know? yeah, right. And, and, and so, like, next day, you kind of have to have, like... Like some gravy with it or something, right? Oh yeah, L- to moisten it up. Mine, you did. You didn't have to do that, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of an accident. But what what I've found out is through smoking or deep frying, is the best way to get a moist turkey. And so I think it has to do with I did the the twenty four hour brine, mm-hmm. which yesterday Jamie talked about. Like he doesn't think brines are right, but he's like you can you can brine it for days and i'm like oh okay well that you're making a mistake there because you can't brine more than a day mm-hmm. 30, 30 hours is the cutoff we'll have to throw down on something where you brine <laughs> brine or brine or no brine brine or no brine mm-hmm. and see uh, yeah i'd love to do that side by side where everything after what the brine mm-hmm. is the same same cooking but method. all you've done is is brine turkey a mm-hmm. and not brine turkey b and then cook you cook them the same way that'd yeah. be fun or like half a turkey you could spatchcock it and yeah I, I'll, i'm gonna do that or that like a big old tur- a big old turkey breast. I've seen, I've heard of that. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I see those. You wouldn't in the have store. to like cook like two twelve pound turkeys to try to figure it out, right? Yeah, you know, I'm here to have fun, but, uh, <laughs> but not waste ninety dollars on right. turkey. You know, the holidays are coming up. You know, we're not millionaires. Yeah. Uh, just found out my kids need braces, so I'm gonna have to sell a kidney here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Do you? Uh, yeah, so like we do Montana Healthy Kids for all of our mm-hmm. our childrens, and you know there's certain orthodontists and dentists that take it, mm-hmm. and uh, they won't do cosmetic. So if it's if it's strictly braces to make their teeth look better, they won't do it. But if if their teeth are messed up, more than just cosmetically, like oh this is going to be a, quote unquote a health issue later, or maybe it causes pain. I would think so. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, my youngest is going to need braces too. Okay. Um, but that's okay. Um, but that means you don't cook two turkeys at once. No, that just, just means we, to try it. we pace ourselves. You know, yeah. we're going to be rolling in dough here in no time. I have that feeling. <laughs> um, but yeah, we pace ourselves. And yeah. so we could, we could definitely choose something that was a little bit more um, doable right now. But speaking about Jamie... Let's talk a little bit about, um, so... Wait, wait. I got one more thing with the turkey. Go ahead. Okay. And so with mine, um, I made one mistake, and uh, I pulled it. I pulled the turkey out of the brine and let it sit for a while to try to, like, not be so cold, because it was kind of... It was just in my garage in a, in a metal pot yeah. in the brine, but the garage, it was 30 degrees that night, you know, so it was like a refrigerator, mm-hmm. and so I, I took it out of that. I should have let it sit longer before I tried to butter it. Because so my mixture was, uh, you know, you did the crust. Mm-hmm. I did a very similar thing, but I just used butter and seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so I made this mixture the day before and let the butter just sit out so that mm. it would get like nice and like, not like liquid, but pliable. Yep. Very, very easy to spread. Uh-huh. Um, well, the <laughs> I start spreading and the turkey cooled the butter off. Oh, yeah. So it just became like this Play-Doh <laughs> yeah. I was trying to spread everywhere. Yeah. So what ended, and I don't know if this is like a happy accident, but what ended up happening is most of my, and it was two sticks of butter mm-hmm. with the seasoning, most of that ended up underneath the skin. Oh, yeah. 
and then I just seasoned the outside with the same seasoning I put in the butter. I mm-hmm. didn't butter the outside. I mean, a little bit, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't stick. And yeah. so I had to like put it inside the skin. I don't know if that helped with all the moisture. Mm. It, it might have, but I can tell you that this is the first time I've made, you know, uh, turkey. We had no white meat leftovers. It was all eaten. I and mean, we have a pretty big house, but like, yeah. No white meat leftovers, and, and already, like, the rest of the turkey's gone. Like, nice. I, I made, you know, a couple uh, wraps for myself the other day, and then, the, like, went back to go make another one, and it was all gone. And so it was good. Yeah. When the kids will eat the leftovers, like... I kind of want, I kind of want, I mean, I, I want another turkey sandwich right now, you know? I'm So I would do, I would do a smaller turkey or turkey breast. Yeah. Because those, the next day turkeys... Here's what I do. You take yourself, oh, was I using bread? No. I went to Albertsons and I got some rolls. They look like French bread rolls or something. They're made, I don't know what they're called, but they're, but then I saw them in half and I kind of take out, I grab out some of the bread innards Mm -hmm. so I can put in more turkey seed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're saying. Mm. And you, but while you're doing that, you eat the innards. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you nice pick and out soft. The, the innards of the roll mm-hmm. and then shove what you the cavity you just created full of of turkey. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what do you do on your sandwiches? You gotta do real mayonnaise. Yep. Both pieces of bread. Mm-hmm. You gotta do freshly ground cracked pepper. You mm-hmm. gotta do kosher salt. Mm-hmm. You gotta do oregano. Yep. Maybe you didn't know, but oregano. Oregano on every sandwich is good. Yes. Yep. Um, Mm, and then whatever cheese I got, cheddar, American, I'm I'm open. Yep. Um, as long as it's not Swiss for me. Yeah. That's the only one I don't like on Do- sandwiches. Doesn't go much. with turkey as yeah. well. Um, if I got some greens, I'll put them on there. If I got some onions, if I got some tomatoes, I'll put them on there. If not, this time I just had like a salad mix, a spring mix. I just like grab some greens and put them in there. Yeah. Um, cheese, and then uh, I think. I didn't put any mustard. I didn't uh, put any cranberry sauce. And I put a little bit of that gravy. Ugh. You know? Yeah, the, the gravy was key for me. Everything, everything the same. I Most of the time, it might be just out of laziness. I don't even look for the veggies. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Uh-huh. If, the, if they happen to already be out on the counter, like, that's when I'll, like, right. <laughs> throw them on there. Um, and then uh, what I've started to do is, um, what is the the cooking place over here we've talked about before? Um, pizzazz. Pizzazz. When you walk into Pizzazz, there's the the other side. Yep. Where oh. they like have like sandwiches, and then they have like the vinegar. Oh yeah. The that area. Uh-huh. I can't remember the name of what they're selling there, but it's like a bar that you can like get these tubs of um, balsamic and vinegar oil. and olive oil that yeah. are like infused flavor. Yeah, many, many flavors. So they have a um, blackened barrel or something, black barrel. Uh, An aged balsamic, barrel. Yeah, aged. Mm-hmm. Aged barrel balsamic That's vinegar. Mm-hmm. That goes on. That's mm-hmm. the only difference is I put a little bit of that. I would do that. Direct on the bread, mayonnaise over it. Let it soak into the bread a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mayonnaise over that. That's okay. the only difference. Everything else, fresh, cracked, black pepper, mm-hmm. salt, mm-hmm. oregano, mm-hmm. all. Yeah, all right there. Perfect. Cheese. And then, uh, okay, it, it depends on how I feel. But if, if I have your gravy, no mustard, no gravy, I add Dijon. Mm-hmm. A little, little Dijon or yellow. Yeah. Moutard. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. All yeah. right. That's enough talking about turkey. Good I hope stuff. you all enjoyed talking about food as much as you have to. If you're listening to this, you enjoy talking about food. I'm hoping you're like, ooh, I'm going to try that. You should. You should try to yeah. do some interesting. And you know what? You can cook a turkey all year long. Whenever. It, yeah. It doesn't just have to be one time a year. One a month if you Jamie want. Jamie Ford will not. No. He's like, he's not a fan of this. turkey. <laughs> he was mad at turkeys. Well, maybe just he was mad at the traditional way to prepare the turkey. Mm-hmm. I bet you we could find some sort of Chinese family recipe of turkey. Well, do they have turkeys in China? They must. I don't know. Ooh. They have pheasant. Show That's where our pheasant came from, the yeah. American pheasant. I, I'm reminded again how, like, ignorant I am. You know, like, I, how many things I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what kind of domestic animals they have in China. <laughs> or, or even wild. Dragons, maybe. I, th- I think they have tigers and monkeys. Mm. See? I don't know. And then I know they have cows. I've seen, like... Cows in the rice fields, oxen, you know, pulling things. The only reason I know about that is maybe Kobe beef, but that's probably Japanese. Right? I bet that is Japanese. See, see how ignorant we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you want to talk about about um, our our interview that released today? I was kind of alluding um, right then to um, the fact that Jamie he, had, he told a story about some oh the Swedish and how they they ha- they speak nine languages and English better than we do yeah and I was just reminded that that that's that that's a known thing like most other countries speak more than one language yep. and America's like I barely speak this one and I do so proudly yeah I we go the thing the cool thing about Americanese um, English not the Queen's English, Mm-mm. is that we go out of our way to mispronounce the word when even though we know it should be pronounced this other way. And that's that's basically where we get most of our vernacular. So anyways <laughs> Yeah. That's that's very American when you think about it. We're like, oh that's how you want it, that's how it should be done. Here's how I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um but, yeah. so what I wanted to know um was what was your what was your initial impressions of Jamie when uh, you kind of found out that he was... Because I wasn't trying to, like, trumpet him and be like, hey, he's this big, you know, uh, fancy, well-known author guy. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of did a little research, and you're like, whoa, this guy spent more than a couple days on the New York Times bestseller list. He spent a ton of time. Two, and, two years and seven months. And he didn't sell a, a few books like the man over a million in print the man's got his book in 14 languages or more i guess yeah i can't remember how many he said but a lot under 20 but it was more than 12 yeah yeah uh, so what was your impression of him overall so so uh, first so you told me about him maybe a month ago within within a month ago and you're like hey this guy mm-hmm. and i was like didn't know we had a best-selling author in great falls i didn't know that Right. Um, so shocked. And then uh, as, like, I think when you first told me, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to see if he'll come on. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really have a date. So I didn't do a ton of research, but I did, like, Google him real quick, you know, just to kind of start, get that process. And then you're like, hey, Monday. And so, you know, we <laughs> recorded what essentially is yesterday, but by the time you're listening to this, the beginning of this week. And um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've met a few authors they can be uh, unique, mm-hmm. as, as any artist can be. Anybody that, that is creating from scratch something can tend to be you know, either sensitive or eccentric or um, twerky mm-hmm. or you know, have a few little weird things about him. Nothing weird about him. 
Yeah. Like, like really, like, just, like, besides what it would be weird about a normal human. Right. You know, like, everybody has their own, you know, little things here and there. But nothing that would be, like, if I saw him at the grocery store and he was trying to get a refund on something, would I think that he was anyone... Not that he's special, but any, anybody special, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's kind of my first thing is upon meeting him, uh, I shared a little video on our Instagram of him. Like he saw the camera sitting up on a chair and he gave a little, a couple peace signs uh-huh. before we even started recording. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm excited yep. now, now that he's willing to be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, when we got to hour two, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, about time to wrap it up. We went for a full hour after that. Yeah. And it did not feel like it. No, it's not like we were trying to like dig for things to talk about. Nope. Nope. I had a couple. So when, when we were at hour two, I think I said I have two more questions because I yeah. thought one was kind of silly and one was like maybe ever, other people would be curious about this as well. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of went from there. And then like I, I had more questions and more questions and more questions. And, and like it was just... Yeah, it's really cool to have somebody in front of you that that has experienced, uh, you know, a, a certain level of fame that you don't normally get to have a three-hour conversation with people that have, you know, experienced that. Yeah. Um, but then also, it's not even really what we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that very briefly in the beginning, and then we just moved on. Yep. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I uh, I know he comes from. You know, Asian descent, you get that from his Wikipedia page mm-hmm. that, that his grandfather came over here, uh, changed, changed the name um, to Ford. Great marketing, by the way. Yeah. Nice you know, work. like when you come over at that time, like <laughs> good marketing to, to, to be an Asian American and, and last name Ford. Like, good job. Uh, but he does, he does uh, this is going to sound like racist or something, but he doesn't look. He looks like a normal human. You know what I mean? Like, like any of any, but like he belongs in Montana. That's the better mm-hmm. way to say it. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody looking Asian is it normal. That sounded so bad, <laughs> but like, like he, 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 he looks like he belongs in Montana. So I was, uh, by reading the Wikipedia and you see mm-hmm. some of his pictures, he's not catfishing at all. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just a great, great conversation. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed all of it. What did, what did you think? Um, yeah. Had you met him before? Yeah, so I met him uh, through my wife, actually. Mm-hmm. she I can't remember. Because she, uh, she has a cool story about him. Um, she was working at Hastings, and they get advanced reader copies. And um, Jamie's advanced reader copy had come in, and there was kind of a little buzz about it locally because he, um, he was being represented by one of the major publishing houses. And so when someone like that is coming through and doing a book signing or whatever he was going to be doing, um, that has a little more weight to it and people get a little more excited. You know, it's a little bit cooler than having someone self-publish and come out with their own book. Um, And so she was the the only one to to have read it, you know, so everyone had the chance to read it. Um, and then that's the, I'm pretty sure that's the one she still has. So she was the only one that wanted it. She was the only one that read it. And when she read it, she actually said to him, I think this is going to be a bestseller. This is a great book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Cause you were right. I mean, yeah. it, then it was a bestseller. I went, and then I wonder why Melanie doesn't like read, read books and, and decide whether or not they're going to be bestsellers. <laughs> I just, it just hit me. Anyway, yeah. um, we should talk about that, Melanie. Uh, 
I got a book idea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you came up with like three book ideas on the podcast. That was not my fault. So what, how that happened was I was the, so that, so I had a very little knowledge of him. Maybe I've met him once. He'd come into an open mic of mine. Uh, that was years and years ago. Well, less than 10 years, but about 10 years ago, let's say. And um, he was just reading chapters of his book as he was writing them. So he'd come and kind of read a chapter of his book and then he'd kind of get people to give him their opinions. And so that, that's kind of a cool thing that he used to do is he was really open about his work and he'd come and read it in public and, and welcome feedback. And, yeah. and people would go and, you know, how some people can be. They'll give yeah. you that feedback, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. at open mics. Oh, my gosh. Love you artists, by the way. Um, how honest. Um, and so that's that. But that's about it. And then so I knew the very basics that he had a background um, in marketing from the Wendt agency and then, you know, things before that. Um, and I knew that he was kind of higher up in that food chain. So knew some marketing and advertising stuff. Um, and so my idea of him was kind of that he, as a marketing and advertising guy, was thinking, oh, I'll just, I'll just write, write this, uh, take my hobby and turn it into this, um, this money-making thing because of my knowledge of marketing and advertising. I'm going to use which that. It's like, like pretty much opposite which of is what ended up happening. Totally not what happened. So <laughs> yeah. that's why I feel like, you know, I, I was I was trying to get us going in one direction. And he's like, actually, that's not at all what happened. I mean, I was writing actually a lot more for, in my marketing job because most people were that I was hiring, they knew the new software. And I felt like they were better, better at it than I was at all the marketing visual stuff and so I was just I, I happened to like the writing but didn't like being told what to write and therefore needed this outlet, outlet it became yeah. writing I entered a little contest some random old man like Mr. Miyagi came out of the mist and gave me a compliment at the right time and I decided to finish that book in three months yeah and then I knew just because you you, you find out you have to call in these publishing houses and find out how it works somehow found out that you had to have something called an agent who would um, like your book and then that person would go and try to sell it to different publishing companies and yeah. it was like this whole thing that was completely out of his hands at that point he's just a writer like anybody else yeah and it's just this book that needs to be sold based on its own merits yeah and I was like dumbfounded I was like oh my gosh so <laughs> So nothing, not one thing that I thought or guessed would have happened did actually happen. Yeah. So now I, now I need to find out, okay, let's, let's get into this actual story. <laughs> Who are you really? Yeah. And then he was so cool to just super open, um, super fun to talk to, mm -hmm. a ton of great stories, mm -hmm. probably has a ton more. Um, and I look, yeah. for, I look forward to throwing down with him at some, with some recipe that we come up with. I think it'd be a fun podcast to like record after we do a cooking challenge yeah maybe we can take we'll take all the pictures and some videos and then we'll record and then we'll just read like like we'll, we'll try each other's food and then we'll record Ooh, and, let's have them back on it. yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, it's yeah, like okay. we, we we agree to do like pork ribs or something yeah or, or just or maybe just say ribs yeah and he could bring some korean ribs yep. that'd be pretty cool yeah i'd love to do some smoked pork ribs you know yeah. and then you you maybe you do beef or something right like you you do something i could do something yeah um just don't go to smoked and order theirs okay because that would be cheating okay fine you have to do your own <laughs> um and so 
This lady is wondering if she can come up. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, come I don't on. want her to be scared. Don't be scared. Yeah, in Crooked Tree, we're like right at the top of the stairs, and I don't want people to think that they're like interrupting us or something. Nah, you're not interrupting. Yeah, you're all good. There's room up here. Yeah. So. And so, um, beyond that, yeah, I'd, I would like to have him on again. Um, yeah, just just really fun guy, and I'm glad. I'm glad our longest podcast was with him, and that's not to put anybody else down that we've had on the podcast. There's many that that I think that we could have gone three hours with, but yeah. time constraints and whatever. Um, but it, I'm just I'm yeah I'm glad that it was him and we we had a good time and I hope that it, even if now like as this one comes out you haven't had a full three hours you yeah. know to listen to it go back and and finish it because at the very end there's a nice surprise from Joe busting out a a at the moment song oh yeah I'm actually looking forward to hearing it too yeah because it was as in the moment as I could muster yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. I, I did cheat and take a couple chords. I was learning. I was I was learning another song, and I was like, "Well, I'll just take these chords and put different words to them." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think go. anybody blames you for that. Cool. Oh, and that was. I'm also looking forward to. Uh, it's not often I I know someone's exact song that they want to hear, but when Jamie said that guy Dennis, yeah, he didn't he didn't even like really know who did it. He explained like everything about it, and you're like, oh. And you just started playing the song. Like, I wanted to tear up. Yeah, I was like, like this song? And I couldn't get it at first. I was like, dang it, Joe, where's the, where's the tone? Because as I'm singing, I'm like, this is all in the wrong key. What am I doing? And then finally it hit me because I literally played the song nearly every show because I also love that song. I love, so there's, a, there's something about that song that has a lot of um, political stuff in it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, like. That, my favorite thing is to sing songs like that. And maybe that should inform my songwriting. Because in that song, it talks about racism. And it talks about, you know, the different things that society goes through. And, you know, rich people and poor people and religious people. And it's like, hey, why don't you think about this and that perspective? But it's in a song, so no one's really paying attention, you know? Right. <laughs> but I get to say things, and I try to say them so clearly, you know, and I, I really mean them. And I it's... So it's for me it's like really enriching to feel like I'm I'm trying to put out there ideas that I think are provocative that it would be really hard to just talk to someone about in a bar yeah. you yeah. know especially yeah. a sports yeah. bar when people are just trying to watch their football yeah <laughs> and um and you know so I'm I'm getting the the sense of maybe like rage against the machine mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a different genre yeah yeah but but yeah in a different genre but yeah. interestingly enough Kind of the same message. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Even though Rage Against the Machine sounds like they'd be right right wing music, it's it's, it odd, it's so odd it that they're not very left, <laughs> the most left, most most left. Yeah. So um, that actually, when people re started re listening here recently with all mm -hmm. the COVID shutdowns and stuff, oh yeah, they started re listening to Rage, and Rage had like this this upbringing, this up you know like. Oh, we're gaining popularity. Oh, the again. resurgence. Yeah, right. resurgence. There you mm -hmm. go. And uh, and people were like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. What what is this music actually saying?" Yeah. <laughs> like, like for the first time in decades, they actually like listen to the words. Yeah, and they're like the. Well, it's the same thing we've been saying for twenty years, and yeah, like here we are. Mo most of it is about um, stealing land from Mexicans and making it California, and yep. then not treating them right in the farm fields and yep. profiting off of 
all of that. Yep. <laughs> While making laws that make it hard to be not white. Yep. That's that's basically their whole their whole album. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. It's way awesome. I just yeah, I love it. It reminds me of um heavy metal Christian music. You know, it's like because when you hear it, you're like, oh, this is about Satan. And then you listen to the words or whatever, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a band called Red. I don't know if you've heard Red. Maybe. Um, they're like, they're pretty hard. It's actually probably the first Christian band I even ever listened to was Red. Oh, speaking um, of bands, and, and, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Um, so uh, we were talking about Joseph Running Crane. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 out of uh, Browning. And I'd never heard him before. And, uh-huh. and Jamie you know, was nice enough to send me three of his songs, and I halfway listened to one of them. Mm-hmm. But I thought it'd be cool to like listen through to one of his songs. Yeah. I Are heard you it. connected on Bluetooth? I could be. Um, let me check real quick. Because we can just play it straight from your phone, I think. Yep. And I, as I listened to it, um, I was like, yeah, this guy does have a really cool old 60s troubadour vibe to him. And I was like... I'm impressed. I like it. So, um, and so my phone must have heard you saying Troubadour on the last podcast a bunch because I I definitely got an ad for a Troubadour band (laughs) on my Facebook page. Well, I am connected. That's cool. Oh my God. That's funny. That, that also just creeps me out. That's why I'm not in, uh, internet or that's why I'm not in internet security, right? Because (laughs) I know they're listening. They're listening. And it's just never even creeps me out. That's probably the first time I've ever said Troubadour. It's a great word, though. <laughs> okay, it's playing. It is not. I'll try to turn myself up. Oh, yeah, your volume's down. Okay, this is Joseph. Yeah, Joey Running Crane. Out of Browning, Montana. Yeah, man. Desperate boys in the smoke outside Drunk and horny, heartsick and lonely Waiting for a space in line And the soldiers finding those last call lights Or that dress you'd wear on Saturday nights It was cold, but I knew you weren't going home alone Loneliness on Cuban heels Fresh heartbreak with a warning Feel so bad, but you look so good. Tailor-made for threadbare hearts 
message seems a frame come apart Looking red, but I'm feeling blue Now my head feels lighter than it's ever been It's so easy now to be carried around by the wind But I rose high above the mountainside as the wind blew But I felt so good on the ground when you were mine I can't hold you like I used to do I'm a cold weather coat that you outgrew Don't get me wrong, we looked good together But I don't mind waiting for someone who fits me better Probably the first time in the history of the podcast that we're able to have applause when we want applause. Nice work, Brian. Yeah. I felt, I felt proud of myself. So, like, that was the first time I listened um, to 100% of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one, one line I caught was, uh, I'm, I'm looking red, but I'm feeling blue. Mm. Ugh. I was like, oh, nailed it. So I have, I have, I like the, uh, with me, with music, um, I, I have a hard time hearing lyrics just because mm-hmm. of my hearing. Could you hear and most of that one? I, 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 I caught some of it and mm-hmm. definitely uh, a lot of feeling. Um, I, I liked just the, uh, the rhythm tone, mm-hmm. you know, and like I, I have to do a lot of that when, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm judging music. What makes something troubadour? So, um, kind of like that solo guitar and more of a poetic approach um, to your songs, I'd say. Like just a, maybe like a level up from like spoken word poetry because mm-hmm. you add a guitar and you're, you're singing as opposed to speaking. Yeah, I'd okay. say. Yeah. And, the, uh, and it's so certain music, you can tell um, the focus is on the bass or is on the drums or is on the the hook the thing that we sing all together mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, these this type of music is um specifically the words and the story and the emotional content within those who would be like a like the maybe the most not the most known but one of the most known popular you know got had a couple like big hit troubadour mm-hmm. troubadourians um so when Dave Matthews does his uh, solo thing, mm-hmm. that is definitely Troubadour-esque. Okay. Um, who else? Well, the ad I saw on Facebook was not one person. Mm-hmm. It was like a band. So you can have like a Troubadour band? Oh, yeah. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even, even The Band, a uh, famous band called The Band, oh. they, they were um, Bob Dylan's band. But they also wrote um, some hits of their own that were um, super good and full of feeling and mostly about the words. Um, one of them is, uh, Went down to Nazareth, was feeling about a half past dead. Went to the place where I could lay my head. <laughs> you know? Right. And you, like that's kind of a familiar song, but that's like kind of a troubadour-esque. Like there's a story in that song and you follow along with the story and... 
I was I was looking through my Facebook feed to see if the the ad would come up again. Mm-hmm. It didn't. But good job, Joey Runnacrane. I've not I've not heard this guy before, and jeez, I that, I really liked that song. I'm gonna listen to these other two, and I'm probably gonna look up his albums, and I'm gonna send. Ooh, I'm gonna text uh, Jamie right now and say, Hey, I just I'm playing it on the podcast. Um, it on the podcast. Um, hope I didn't break any laws. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, I wonder if we're like. Uh, You'll have to. On Thursday, right? This is when this is coming out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, this will this will be out on Thursday. So I I looked up Running Crane on Spotify. Yeah. I'm not got not getting anything. Oh, and you know, um, you know, what he kind of reminds me of that style of singing right now is very Tyler Childers esque. I don't know who that is. Um, I'll send you a link. He, okay. he does that kind of, I don't know, maybe you could call it plaintiff, that plaintiff whine in his voice the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, Tyler, I'd do a couple of Tyler much, Childers. Much like the guys off, uh, the one guy off of Boonock Saints when he yells. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that yep. kind of plaintiff. Tenor. Tenor, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I do that sometimes. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's my thing, you know. I'll do it a few times if the song needs it, but as I'm doing it, I'm like, Ugh, I hope I'm, <laughs> I hope I'm sounding okay out there, you guys. <laughs> I'm not sure. This isn't my my preferred sandbox. So um, <laughs> every morning, my wife and I kind of like, I don't know, like I'm a pretty scheduled out person right now, unemployed, not too scheduled out, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Every morning, we typically like, hey, what do you got going on today? You know, we kind of do that number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this morning, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to record a podcast, you know, uh, kind of early. And then uh, once that's over, I've got a deer that I've been letting age in my fridge mm-hmm. um, on purpose. Like, I, I, I think the longest I let one sit this year has been three days. This one's eight now, eight days. I know I could go to 14 and still be pretty safe, mm-hmm. but I just want to see if I can taste the difference in the deer. So anyway, I was like, I think I'm going to cut the deer up today because tomorrow I'm applying uh, for a job and I'll be busy. And I, I don't know after that, like how, how quickly things may or may not move. And so I don't know if, if I'll have another opportunity. And so I'm going to go home and cut up a deer. And so anyway, uh, she's like, well, are we going to, are we going to go listen to Joe play? And I, and I, I thought in my head, like I had mixed up the days, even though I didn't, because I just, you know, I know what I have to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow I know you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're playing because that's your Wednesday night at the back, uh, not back, the, the um, halftime. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, I, like he, he plays on Wednesday at the halftime. We've been there. And she's like, no, 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 no. He's playing tonight. I was like, no, because then the back is, is on Sunday morning. Right. And then usually, like, his band may or may not play on Fridays or Saturdays, and I don't always know when that's happening, right? right, right. Um, and she's like, no, look. And she pulls up Facebook, and she's like, he's at Empty Pints tonight. Yeah. Just him. It's not an empty mic night. Mm-hmm. It's Empty Pints. And yeah. unfortunately, like, we can't advertise right now because yeah. this is coming out posthumously. Hopefully you guys heard it and it was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, your show mm-hmm. a couple days ago, Joe, that, that my wife and I showed up to at Empty Pints, it was good. Oh, okay. Well. Great job. <laughs> Great job. So you guys going to come tonight? Pretty sure. Pretty yeah, sure. Cool. My, uh, our favorite was when you were doing Empty Mic mm-hmm. and uh, 
it's a great date night just to go and get a burger and listen to music and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, even though it's kind of loud in there, like it, it's hard yeah. at empty pints, it's kind of loud in there. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come tonight. We'll be there. Cool. We haven't had a date night in a little while. We date more than well, no, I think you and your wife date like weekly. Yep. We we at least try to have like a weekly date. Mm-hmm. It didn't used to be that way when our kids were younger. Because, you know, you got to find a babysitter and everything. But now the kids are old enough that we don't need a babysitter. And so it's like we can kind of date whenever we want. Yeah, so you just kind of should. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so like, like yeah, I want, once my kids are out of the house and we're, quote, unquote, empty nesters, mm-hmm. I want to like my wife. Yeah. You know, because we won't have that same purpose of raising and growing uh, small humans. I want to I wanna raise and grow our relationship. And so, um, so, yeah, I like date nights anytime I can. So, well, yeah, we'll... We'll have gone cool. tonight. I'm excited. <laughs> it's uh, it is a just kind of an out of the blue thing. So um, let's see. I think he's just doing. Uh, so Empty Pints is doing this thing where they're calling like a, I don't know, acoustic night or something where they're gonna have just a low key solo duo sort of acoustic show um, on the first and last Tuesdays of the month at this point. And maybe they're just gonna see how it goes. Maybe if it's going good they'll they'll bring it to every tuesdays and and i'm assuming so like if i was running a bar Mm -hmm. i would think that my ambiance you know the the setting the food Mm -hmm. and my choice in alcohol and mixed drinks is what's going to bring people in and so like i i know that like a musician is part of that ambiance Mm -hmm. if that's part of your your look and what you're going for I'm assuming, though, when you bring someone in, you're bringing more people to that bar. I mean, that's the hope. You know, yeah. either either I'm going to bring more people that night, hopefully, um, or the people that would be there anyways maybe stay for another beer or two, and they end up making more money. That, yeah, that, that's in my head. I was just like, you know, you're paying 100, 200 bucks to have a musician come in and, and play for a couple hours, 300, you know, who knows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to get that... You got to get that back. Yeah. You can't be a. You can't have it in the red, mm-hmm. just to make a few people happy. Yeah, and, and so that's where my brain went. And so sometimes it's like you got to think of it like a radio show. I mean, a radio ad. You know, like if you're paying three hundred bucks, let's say, or six hundred bucks a month for a radio ad, and you're not sure if it's working. You know, right, but right. but if you do it enough and you're consistent, that's what I tell people. You know, like m- maybe I won't bring in a hundred people tonight. But if they just know that music is here on this night, you can possibly grow this night and attract people that like that sort of thing. And so I guess if I was going to do that, I would bring it in on the nights where I had the least amount of business, right? Uh, and try to bring people in on those nights to, to compensate. That's usually what I do because I like to prove my worth. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mm-hmm. like to know if it, it's going to work for both of us. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I definitely can't shoehorn myself into a place that just doesn't work. I'm not fitting the aesthetic. The, the, the regulars don't like me. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so I say, give it a chance. Give it six weeks usually. And then you can kind of see, you know, what this can turn into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm always, I'm always thinking, how can I help? Um, and and I, want it, I want it to be good for both of us. Because if it is, I mean, all of a sudden you can have this really cool... I like my weekly shows, you know, and then once you get a weekly show, my goal is to grow them. And so that the, the venue owners will come to me and be like, you know what? You do so good. We're just not paying you enough. 
We just we want to <laughs> double it. Yeah. And yeah. then give you free or, food. Or like you end up going to them and saying, hey, I've got somebody else that wants Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I told them it would be, you know, 50 more dollars. Mm-hmm. They've agreed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to be done unless you, you know, and like you, you're not trying to like snake anybody, but just saying like, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to go where the higher bidder is. Yeah. And, and you know, you can kind of do that number two. Because if, yeah, ideally you'd have a show like Monday through Thursday. And then maybe every other Friday, Saturday, you know, kind of whatever your band's going out to do some stuff, mm. you know. I mean, if I could, if I could have it the way that I wanted, um, I don't know. It's hard, you know. If I if I had three weekly shows, like if I was doing a Tuesday show every week again, I get tired, you know. And then I don't have a lot of energy to create and do other things. And and then if I had, you know, once the band picks up, maybe I want to do a band show Friday night and Saturday night. Well, then I got a Sunday show that next morning, you know, right. <laughs> it starts to fill up, you know, yeah. and I got to give myself a little bit of a breather because it takes a lot, you know, to do all that. Well, and I, I used to, you know, as, as a pastor, I used to speak on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. and all you're doing is like what we're doing right now, podcasting, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you're just talking to people. Well, not exactly what we're doing. You prep for it and study and, reference things and, you know, maybe find videos to go along with it or whatever. But it's kind of, I would say, similar to preparing for a, a show, right? When you do a set list, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. different things like that. Or, or maybe like stand-up comedy, you know, yeah. where you, you get these bits and you're putting them together in the right pieces. And yeah, it, you know, you're, you're speaking for 35, 45 minutes. I was kind of done the rest of the day. Like yeah. it was, it was energy, energy draining. Not the podcast isn't like that. I'm not done for the rest of the day. Like I'm, I'm good to go. I think there's a di- conversation we're letting people in is pretty easy. I think the difference is, um, it's just our state of being in each, in each situation. Cause like when I'm in front of people, like a group of people, um, whether it be a crowd that I'm singing to or talking, if I was going to do a speech in front of people for that long, I mean, mm-hmm. geez, uh, like, like a class, you know, maybe I'd be teaching a class. Um, I had, there's that preparation and then there's that also that, um, that real present need to not mess up or embarrass yourself or mm. say the wrong thing mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or any of that. Yeah. Um, and so, and as a musician or someone who's providing a service on a Sunday morning, you're trying to do so at a certain level that the person paying you to be there is like, I'm glad I'm giving him that money. That's worth it to me. Right. You know, right. so there's yeah. that, but with the podcast, I mean, I, I'm trying to, I, I also want to do that, but I want it to be so much more organic that I, I also find out what's interesting about me that I didn't know before because I'm just being myself like I've never had a chance to before, let's yeah, say. Cause yeah, because like we're, we're, I mean, aside when we have like guests on and we, we just try to figure out a little bit of their background before. So we're not so much that we have like this lined out list of questions, but more like we don't look like dum-dums yeah. that don't know who's with us. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, it's, uh, it's different with the podcast. It's like we, we're actually right now probably speaking to more people than I would on a Sunday or you would in a bar. And therein lies the magic. You right. Because so, so many like, people get to hear us at our most... I don't know, genuine. I'm overusing that word, but vulnerable, genuine, most interesting, maybe raw. Because I know people don't like it when you're faking. Mm-hmm. You know, when they know that they don't like being talked to by salesmen. That's just like, hey, I also like fo- that football team that you like. Oh, let's be friends. Broncos. Yeah. This is how salesmen talk, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. This is <laughs> a little like Rocky. 
So, uh, <laughs> do you want to buy a car or what? This would be a good deal for you. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we did have a boxer that sold cars with us. Uh, uh, he lives here in Great Falls. No, who was it? Uh, Golden, Glo- Golden Glove winner. Oh, hmm. Nick, Nate, Jesse, Steve. Oh my goodness, I cannot remember. And I'm not picturing this Nick, person. Nicholas, I can picture him. I've got his face, okay. like, like right there in front of me. And he was a boxer. Well, yeah. maybe maybe I would know that once I saw his face. I'm like, oh yeah, he did tell me that. But I forgot this guy even exists. Oh, so like um, our boss really enjoyed that. That's who he was, and and would tell people all the time, all the time. Okay. And so I think you know, did he work at yeah. Honda or Dodge? Dodge. I must have known him. Yeah, you had to have known him. I was trying to think. Well, maybe it wasn't your time, but it it. it we would have been there at the same okay. same time as, like, all three of us, same okay. time. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. How's Aaron doing? How's what? Aaron, Mr. Rogers. Aaron Rogers. Roberts. Roberts. I was like, you, you, are you talking about the uh, uh, Green Bay's quarterback who yeah. got COVID? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. But then I was also, that guy reminds me of Aaron Roberts. So yeah, how's Aaron, Aaron Rogers? <laughs> I, I ran into him the other day. Rogers. Oh, my God. The last two times we've run into each other has been outside of a gas station. Hmm. And we just like quickly exchange like, oh, I had another kid. Oh, I got COVID. Oh, I'm still at this job. Oh, I'm not at this one anymore. And we quickly exchange those things. And What does he do now? He's still over at uh, Flawless Auto Body. Uh, and he does, he like, um, he doesn't like work on vehicles that are, are wrecked, uh-huh. but he like appraises. So like... You come into Flawless and you say, hey, I need to get my bumper fixed. He goes out, takes pictures, quotes it, sends all that stuff to insurance. Well, that's what oh. he was doing when, when I really knew what he was doing. Oh, I'm that's assuming cool. that's what he's still doing now. I had no idea. And he's got like three kids now. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like when we knew him, he was like living with his mom, driving from Fairfield every morning into Great Falls. Oh, yeah. And that sweet. Black and yellow Pontiac. Pontiac Ooh, Grand Prix, nice. the like sport edition or what a racing edition a that had like the special edition. brakes and you could only put premium gas. <laughs> and like he was always like, oh, I'm late today because I ran out of gas. Like once a week, mm-hmm. he ran out of gas somewhere because he only had like $3 to put in. Hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, um, I tried. To, uh, he was going to be one of our first guests uh-huh. on the podcast. And he, he's like, you know, that's not really... Not really my thing. And I was like, hey, I understand. It's not, not his everybody, thing. Not anymore. everybody wants to talk on a... On a yeah. I don't think it was ever his thing. He's more of the writer type, I think. Mm-hmm. He's a creative... For sure, yeah. ...writing guy. Yeah. Well, he should get back into that. I wonder if he has a... Next time you see him, ask him if he has a secret um, blog under like a pseudonym that we, okay. that we could be reading. Okay. Just you and I. Yeah. And not talk about on the podcast. Unless he wants us to. Just like... Like, we won't even mention his name again. We'll just, like, mention that there's this blog. Oh, we found this cool blog you yeah. should read. And then we can just try to help him out a little bit. He's yeah. a cool cat. Yeah. Hey, he he might. He, he might. doesn't have to come on the podcast to, to be cool with us. I kind of feel like I now want to get a hold of him and just, like, check in on his writing. Because that was a thing. Mm-hmm. He really liked writing. He was, like, had his own uh, newspaper in Fairfield mm-hmm. called the, the Boit, Boito, Boito News. I can't remember. It had something to do with his, some nickname they gave him. Mm. I don't remember that. Mm. Anyways. But, and Aaron Rodgers is doing well as well. 
How was Aaron Rodgers? Now? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He uh, he got uh, the the same mix of drugs as Joe Rogan and recovered quickly from his COVID. Uh, Rogan reached out to him and and sent him to the you know whatever the Joe Rogan places. Was that the guy that? Um said he had been immunized but then had not been and was like sorry guys or was that someone else uh so i didn't really look into the story too much but from what i understand he said i'm not going to get immunized he's allergic to one of the ingredients Mm -hmm. and so he said i'm not going to get immunized they said that's fine it's not mandatory for the nfl to get Mm -hmm. immunized right now but you can't then like go to like pretend you are and do all the things that everybody that is immunized is doing right and he was like, well, I'm going to do those things. Yeah, yeah. And so he did that and got COVID. And so he was out for a, a week or something. So that was the guy. So I did. Everybody was mad at him. Yeah, I kind of remember reading about that guy. They were making fun of him. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah. I, I, I kind of, I, in my mistake in Aaron's name, I kind of brought up current events. Yeah, you did. And, you know, we, we, we did a stint. I would almost say like a season with the podcast where we did like purposely cover current events and then like recently we've just been like hey i'm bored with it yeah i think everybody else kind of talks about those things i'd rather talk about normal life things yeah i get sick of talking about covid mm-hmm. and I, i've been super busy but i mean the the direction i still would like to even try out is to get to the local politics you know the local city commission I would, meetings. Oh, yeah i would be way more into that than mm-hmm. like yeah than aaron Rodgers and covid and the last funny time biden fell asleep and yep. you know like i'd rather i'd rather talk about local things because i mean full disclosure i mean i saw that there was another variant i yep. didn't i didn't click on that story yep i decided you know what when i'm supposed to know something about that my local government or some approved entity entity yeah. will send me an important amber alert style message so i know and we, i will go okay i'll go get the shot so i know we've, we've never we've never really uh talked about yeah i don't totally want to dive into this a bunch i've always said that the reason i haven't been vaccinated is because i don't want to be a zombie right yeah and and it's really just me saying like it's it's hasn't been tested as long as other whatever um kind of jokingly i don't want to get immunized for that but there's a there's a thing behind that this as well that like nobody my my I'm, I'm through the va mm-hmm. nobody has reached out to me and said like you need to get this not a single person if if i if i didn't like you know see a few news articles or listen to a few podcasts i don't know how i would know well like no so nobody's reached out to me and i'm like okay well like as a designated volunteer for the veteran affairs can mm-hmm. you can you please go get your shot <laughs> brian <laughs> For God's sake. I'm still not doing it. Still <laughs> not doing it. Like I, 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 have I, a, I have a VA card in my pocket. Like I'm official. Like yeah. I, I, so so what I want to do, here's what I can tell you, is I'm going to try uh, to get the antibodies test. Okay. And if I don't have antibodies, I will. Okay. that's. But if I have antibodies, I'm, I'm not going to. It's not, not fair enough, it. but if that's what you're offering me, yeah, that's, I'll that's what I'll, that's what I'll offer you. I can accept that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel I'm like... I'm a hell, I know people have died, like friends of mine have died, but like the friend of mine that died, like he had a lot of other things wrong. Still, I mean, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like healthy, I'm yeah. like a healthy dude, and I've I've had the flu, I've had COVID, and it, I I was over it in three days, and like, it, it, no, I get it, I get it, mm-hmm. and this is, 
right? Like this is why we don't want to talk about it because mm-hmm. you have uh, been immunized and received your booster mm-hmm. and I'm sitting across from you six feet away mm-hmm. and have not. Right. We both can catch it. We both can spread it. Well, I have a lower chance of catching it and I have nearly zero chance of dying from it. You, on the other hand, have no idea. You are gambling. You said I will get an antibodies ch- test because I actually don't know. Well, you, but with any, with any virus, if you've had it, you should have antibodies. We hope. Yeah. We and, hope. And I mean, it has that test, that antibodies test been tested? I mean, like, we... It, we well, neither, neither has the, the quote-unquote vaccine, the mRNA booster. But I can prove that it has been tested. So the parts that haven't been tested... Um, that they say haven't been tested, they all have. Like the, the way that we got to the product that we have, all those tests and all those production things have been tested. Guessing person per person whether or not you have antibodies has not been tested, is what I'm saying. Well, no, no, but uh, the people getting the virus and showing antibodies has been tested. Yeah. And you, ha- you stand a higher chance of not getting it if you have natural immunity as far as we know i mean the people that we've tested like because your logic is my logic too like we don't know i mean this is a new disease right. and so and so my biggest fear is i have no idea what mrna yeah. will do to me five years from now that's my biggest fear and i am healthy and vibrant right now and i feel mm-hmm. i feel as if i can fight off covid i, I mean i don't know <laughs> you feel as if you can fight it off better because you got this shot yeah, and I feel five years from now when the new swine bird COVID comes out, mm-hmm. that like I may be on my twelfth booster and my fingers are starting to melt, but hey, I have to maybe. keep taking the booster. But we just we just don't know what this is going to do. Like it, it's literally manipulating your DNA to attack a a protein because it looks a certain way, and I don't know what other proteins in my body look that certain way. I don't know, you know, like, I just don't know. I don't know enough about the science. I do know the science of when you get chicken pox, you don't get it again. When you get the flu and you get like a dead virus put into your body to, for the flu shot, you may get mm-hmm. it, but it's not going to be as bad. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like, then, so that's how I feel right now is like the, my life experience of being sick before tells me that I should be, I should be okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where I'm at. I haven't I haven't dealt with anything mRNA before. Have you ever even heard that word before? No, me neither. Like right. I've never looked into any vaccine, and and read a word, and and got any word from an alternative news site that said, "Hey, you should worry about this vaccine." And then thought to myself, "I'll believe that instead of these all of the scientists." So so when. Uh when, when you get vaccinated as a child, like you, your parents are deciding for you. And I did a lot with vaccinations because I was helping families get licensed to be foster families. And you cannot be a licensed foster family if everyone in your house isn't vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Uh-huh. Um, not including the current vaccination. Uh-huh. You can still have children in your home and not be, have that vaccination. Um, okay. And so I've, d- I've done some research. Most of those now, by the, time, like, by the time you're taking them 20 years ago, they'd already been out for 20, 30 years. They know what the possible side effects are. Um, if you're allergic to X, they know, oh, I'm not going to give them this shot, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like all of that has been 
has been tested. And those people, they, yes, they were told they can't have foster children in their home, but they still get a paycheck. They're still allowed to go to work. They're still allowed to, like, all of these, they, they homeschool their children, and, mm-hmm. and they're allowed to do everything in life. This is the first one that's been said, you don't get a paycheck. I mean, they're just saying that. My dad is a federal employee right now, and they said same thing to him. Everyone needs to get it, and he said, I'm not going to do it no matter what you say, and he applied for a religious exemption. He's still at work. I mean, the, uh, the deadline where everyone was supposed to be fired was last Monday, and everyone's still at work. So We lost several nurses <coughs> at Benefis. Because they didn't want to get vaccinated? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so my, da- my daughter is a CNA over there, and she's been vaccinated. She's mm-hmm. the only one in our house that's been vaccinated. Oh, and I, I just took a, a COVID test a week ago. I don't mm-hmm. have COVID, so. Nice work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have COVID. We, we had to in order to have our new adopted son into our home. And that, so That was a weird rule. Ill- illogical at best. Very illogical because I mean, we were allowed to take him to the movies. We're allowed to go to his house. Mm-hmm. All of that. But if he was coming into our home, we had everybody that he was going to be with. Like, we had just been out with him three days prior, mm-hmm. having food at, at Wendy's and, and ice cream in my vehicle. <laughs> like, yeah. pack, packed in my vehicle, yeah. eating ice cream, and we didn't need a vaccine. Proof yeah. of vaccine. And so, so, so but that, that kind of gets to the bottom of it, right? Is mm-hmm. like, I wear a mask when a business asks for it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't when they don't. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I don't like alienating people. Mm-hmm. Right, and I feel like it's the opposite. Like if you if you don't want to get vaccinated, you end up being the alienated one. But uh, like I know that the masks they just did a a, a study, uh, UCLA, Yale, one of those big schools just did a study on on several th- twenty five thousand people that cloth masks do zero things. Mm-hmm. They do not help at all. Mm-hmm. And medical grade, you know, M ninety five masks. Um, help block by 11%. So I can wear like a see-through neckerchief mm-hmm, <laughs> and the business lets me in or, or doesn't or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it does nothing. It does nothing. Where, where was this thing? This, um, who decided that a, a piece of cloth does 0%? Where did you get that? Uh, I would have to find the article again. because um, yeah, I, I it, it popped up. And I just it, disagree because here's here's why I know it. Well, like it definitely more. stops spit particles, <clears throat> right? Because you want you want me to cover my mouth before I sneeze. Mm-hmm. You'd love it if I had a whole just mask on my face before I sneezed. That's more than zero percent. Is that's all I'm saying? So well, that, no, that and I and I, I completely agree. But I and I don't know the parameters for the study. Right, right. I Who don't knows know the what parameters for the study. Um, but. Uh, you've seen? Have you seen the the video of the guy vaping? Uh, vaping through the mask, maybe? through the through the mask, and he and he does all the masks, and even the M ninety five, like mm-hmm. all these vapors, which are way larger than COVID, like a mm-hmm. hundred times, like la- the the, va- the vapor molecules are are larger than COVID, like large. That doesn't um, make sense to me. COVID's like you can't even see it through a microscope. They're actually guessing on the size of COVID. No, I understand. We don't have, yeah, you know, and vapor you can see with your naked eye. I know, I'm just, I don't understand how COVID is going to fly through the air unless it's in a globule. Like, does it just fly through the air by itself or is it in a... Well, there's, there's, there's va- vapor and, and everything, mm-hmm. air, like, like I, I'm assuming that it travels on whatever you're breathing, 
mm-hmm. breathing out. Mm-hmm. But that's why they also said there haven't been cases of people catching it outdoors for that same that same reason. Right. It's like it is pretty hard for it to travel and stay alive. Mm-hmm. And that's that comes the rule of six feet. And so I think if we all stayed six feet away, the mask isn't then doing anything, unless you plan on like like really spitting on people. Yeah, I don't know. I like the way that um, Japan does it. Like they've been wearing masks in public. For the same reason forever. For, for many years. And it's... I think it was swine flu that started it for them. And it was one of the flus. And and besides the, you know, the science of like, is this actually helping? You know, they're just like, well, this is a polite thing. Like, I have the sniffles. I don't want to give them to you. I know that it'd be a higher chance of me giving it to you if my breath was on you and we was, you know, being a little more careful. But this, this thing on my mask even shows you, hey, give me a little distance. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't want to be up on me. I got a little, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And so, and so it may, it may be, I may be confusing you by, by making the comparison of masks to vaccination. I don't want anybody feeling alienated by wearing a mask. So I wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those that get vaccinated. I'm not saying that's what you're doing right now, but essentially are, are alienating those that don't want to get vaccinated. But mm-hmm. I think it should be one or the other. Like, we all get vaccinated and there's no no more masks. I don't have a problem with masks. Literally, I agree with everything you're saying about Japan. I think if you're going to be in close proximity with people you don't know, like a mask is definitely going to be helpful. Like like it it for sure will. Um, yeah. I just washing your hands, like being sanitary, all of that, like definitely yeah. helps. It's just not how we were raised in America, and so people have a problem with change. Yeah, it's just the problem with change, and we don't want to feel like we're being made to do something essentially that's it I, I have a problem with it because someone's like you have to do this and i'm like well actually like i don't and you know i relate to that like i, I, I right i definitely relate one, to that oh, sorry i just like no, I, hit, <laughs> I hit my elbow that wasn't me banging that's actually the weirdest part of this is mm-hmm. because i'm being like you in this one instance yes and every other instance i'm like joe just sign the paper at the gym dude yep right like mm-hmm. we have the little form we have to fill out at the gym and you're like yeah i don't want to do it because they're telling me i need to i haven't been back for two weeks <laughs> right i can't get over it right it's a right weird, it's a weird thing and, and so and, and so there's this, this uh, you'd think i'd be that way with vaccinations because it's big brother uh, government rush job you know what i mean uh, the whole world is uh, in this weird confusion about it there is a bunch of people in our country that are like, screw this. I ain't going to have the government do anything to me. Mm-hmm. I used to be in the federal government. I know exactly the way they make their weird, really dumb decisions and for the reasons they make them. And yet I'm still like 100% vaccinations. And I, I just, and it's literally because I think I have a background in it. Like I was in the masks. Like I'm a, I'm a mask specialist. And so what you're saying about masks I need to see the science. We can't yeah, just have I'm it. Yeah, I'm going to try to find that article Like, we can you. never just have a conversation about the effectiveness of it without, like, knowing exactly where that came from. Because if Tucker Carlson paid for the test just to get on his show, I'm going to be like, dude, like, I'm not even going to read that test. Right, right, You right. know what I mean? Or, or uh, and, Ben Shapiro and or we, something And like we that, both yeah. could admit that this is really hard because both sides are trying to make this into this political money-making, hey, everyone, get on my side, in, in my team. And also, while you're, the, while you're here, can everyone buy this T-shirt? And so, and so ultimately, <laughs> I blame social media yeah. and the changes because we've been through bird flu, we've been through swine flu. This has all happened I before, don't know the numbers man. from any of them. I never got vaccinated for any of them. Super low. Right, right. Like and and so I know person. I know COVID is higher, right? Like yeah. without a doubt. Like it is it is worse. 
But I also look at the stock of Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer over the last year and a half. Yeah, I I would invest in them too, dude. The (laughs) secret connections that they have with all these government officials that are making these mandates. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at Johnson and Johnson is one of the major producers for cancer treatment equipment. Mm -hmm. And some of their stuff is known to, well, is rumored, rumored to Mm -hmm. cause cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's a lot. I'm not even a big conspiracy guy. There was a funny reel that said, you don't believe in any conspiracies? Like, not one. You just think our government's out there hitting 100%, like mm-hmm. home runs, <laughs> everything they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's like, I got to kind of maybe pick something that they're kind of failing at. And it's yeah. it's Pfizer growing by 1,000% or whatever it was. I think it was worth like 30-something dollars, and now it's over 360 per share. I could yeah. be wrong on that. Those Those numbers... Yeah, thirty six and three hundred ninety six are stuck in my head, but it could be something completely different. But they've, I mean, that so that's that is weird. Obviously, a lot of that is weird. But the fact that they are worth a lot of money, to me, I mean, if I was the president of Johnson and Johnson or one of those companies, I'd be like, my company saved your all of your lives. Like you wouldn't be consumers or voters unless of lest my product was here. So yeah, you should invest in me. <laughs> and it is a weird thing that you can't sue um, when there is there is a law that says you cannot sue um, over getting um, abused with immunizations or whatever. Because, I mean, if you sued that business, they'd go out of business and then all of us would be dead, except for the three people who had, you know, absolute immun- immunization or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. And, uh, so, and that's the worry, you know what I mean? And... and um, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, that I I would want I if I had the extra money, that's where I'd be investing it too. Is all those companies because they're they're super important right now. They may be evil, have evil people in them. We, they all do. Um, but without them, without this vaccine, I mean, we all wanted it. Like before we had it, it was the only thing we all wanted. We were like, hey, when are we going to get this thing? Because if it is true, a lot of us thought it was a hoax. Let's say a lot of us still think it's a hoax. You know, say, but, I, I didn't. I never wanted the vaccine because I because of my knowledge. So I have more knowledge now. But back then, I was like, "This is very similar to swine flu, bird flu. Like mm-hmm. this is going to pass. We're supposed to, you know, what we were told is like stay in your homes for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Stay in my home for a month, man. Yeah, just do that, and it'll a go. month. Mm-hmm. I was in my home, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "You got to get vaccinated," and then. Everybody starts getting vaccinated and there's mm-hmm. like this list, right? You got to be old or you got to be, you know, this or you got to be uh, the most vulnerable first people. responder, uh-huh. you know, and so they start going through this list and then it's open to everybody. Mm-hmm. Shortly after it gets open to everybody, they're like, hey, we realize that the effects of this wear off now because we didn't have long term testing mm-hmm. and this is only good for five or six months. You need a booster. Uh-huh. That's the point. I was like, oh, well, when do the boosters stop? Uh huh. And I'm like, I, I don't want to get a shot every six months. I, I don't. We get flu shots every year. I don't. Oh, you should. Because <laughs> what happens is, is when um, a lot of the population, so here's some science in broad speaking terms. If you don't get the vaccination, that allows um, the variants. So if every one of us, 100% of us were all vaccinated, there would be nothing. Um, it, because a lot of us are afraid of the vaccination or just don't want to do the flu vaccination because of a long standing, well, I always get sick and I, I get the flu and I'm, I, I live through it, all that sort of stuff. That's why it's still here and that's why it's so strong. 
we can't get people. So, so I only get vaccinated when my appointment, when they tell me to. Like, it's not, I, I never think of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to go get my flu vaccine. And so mm-hmm. when my appointment's around time to get the flu shot, like, I, I get it. So um, you do get it. <laughs> the flu shot. Yeah. Yes, because it is the dead virus going into my body, teaching and training my immune system. I'm sorry, I, I thought you said you didn't get it. You've never gotten the flu vaccine. I've, I have gotten the flu oh, vaccine. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That is the dead virus of the flu going in, teaching my immune system attack this do you want to just call it something different like the immune booster right so 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 that's the thing (laughs) is because they've misnamed this and telling me i have to get a vaccine i'm like it's not the it's not the same thing i've gotten everywhere smallpox when i got all the shots in my arm for so if they just said hey we got this immune booster this will help you it would would make me feel so much better so much better so you're blaming the marketing i'm blaming that's what i was that's what i i never finished my point i'm blaming social media because we've been we're engaging with each other in such a different way Mm -hmm. and the algorithm that social media has is like if you're just putting out we have an immunity booster that's Mm -hmm. going to work for six months everybody get this because if we all get it at the same time Mm -hmm. all of our immunities are going to be boosted and we're actually going to get rid of some stuff we don't even know is out there Mm -hmm. um like let's let's do this if they had told me that i'd have been in Mm-hmm. But they call it a vaccine, and then people come out and they're like this. And so anyway, to get to gain popularity in your news article, it has to be some sort of like, like, like big. It has to get people mad or really excited. Mm-hmm. And so the only news that we're we're getting, if like that's why I'm not on Facebook very often, mm-hmm. I, I, so I don't get a bunch of news. But like, we only get the stuff that is that is controversial. Mm-hmm. That, that is going to and so you're getting extreme right and extreme left news through a lens of people that uh, have invested either in Pfizer or you know t-shirts that say no Pfizer and so you know what I'm saying so like you're mm-hmm. you're getting these these such skewed views and and again nobody from the government has sent me a letter nobody from the VA has called me they call me when I have appointments, right? I have mm-hmm. appointments that come up and they're like, hey, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually the reason I got the flu vaccine shortly before COVID was because they called. <laughs> and they haven't for COVID. Nobody from the VA has called and said like, hey, we got your shot. Come, come get it. You mm-hmm. know, like no, nobody's done that. And so everything, everything that I'm, I'm regurgitating to you right now, I've mm-hmm. heard on a podcast or on social media. Mm-hmm. Not any reliable source. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to look at reliable sources, you know, that I've trusted in the past and still trust. Look like, at my like, own experience. Like what? Like for, so what are you looking at for like, your... So like um, my doctor, you know, if my doctor or many doctors at large all say, hey, this is, a, this is the thing. We should really do this. And then there's like one doctor that's like, guys, this is a huge conspiracy. And then that one doctor is on only a certain type of news and podcast. That's where I go, oh, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'm going to believe that guy. And um, it, and then I think about it in, in real logical terms as good as best I can. Like, okay, well, let's see. If, if this is something that's going to hurt me, you know, let, let's consider this because I was, I'm concerned with what the government wants to put in my body for sure. Um, and so I thought about it. I did some research. Um, I thought about it the best I could. And I thought, you know, would I rather have something happen to me? Um, and in my own heart, I'm doing this for other people. I'm like, well, maybe I'm healthy, but I want to be around my mom, dad, grandpa, and uncles, stuff like that. 
and they're they're real vulnerable. So I'm I'm gonna even if even if there is a chance that there could be something off about this, I I would I would love to be the guinea pig and and be that first wave of people that uh oh we got this thing happening to us, but then we learned from that so we could improve it. And now we've got this better thing happening. So if, if that's what happened to me, that's great. I, I, what I don't want to have happen is me going, oh, I'm not sure. And I didn't really look into it in, in a way that I usually do because I question authority constantly. Um, so I questioned this authority. I looked into it in the way that made me feel comfortable. Um, I'm not, that's why I'm, I'm not trying to like denigrate anyone else's, your research or anyone else's research or their intelligence. I'm just saying for me, when I looked into it for myself, I, I felt good about it. I was like, okay, well, given everything that I can prove right now, um, and, and the logical, um, historical, not, you know, the stuff that I can dig up from vaccinations and history and corporations and why we have that law where we can't sue if we get hurt and wh- where all that came from. After I looked all that up, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, there's, I do not believe anyone's going to control my mind. So that's, Oh no, I, I don't I, think anything like that. I think so like, I thought, uh, I thought maybe I would get like, what if all of a sudden I develop some sort of diabetes or uh, uh, no, not, uh, autism? What if I, what if I just lose a few steps and I don't even notice? Right. Know? Or, or like it kills your short term memory because it attacks your, the, certain part of your dna that that affects your growth in that brain part yes or like there's a protein in your eye that they realize looks similar to covid and so now you go blind and actually like your eyes start to melt out yes you know like i I have no idea five years from now if that's but that's what it's going to do or if it's going to like combat something else yeah i just yeah i just don't i don't know and then the way they gave it to us you know when they said well first they they wanted to give it to the most vulnerable people people and then parts of that process were kind of suspect right well the beginning of it to me was like really straightforward i mean if you're going to give it to 80 year olds i mean they're going to die super quick if there's something wrong if this is some sort of um bad thing you know i mean you're going to give it to the most vulnerable people for first well that to me means they're trying to save them they're, they're they don't want them to die they want them to live as long as they can and be healthy and happy right. and i'm like well great they're giving them a, a and, cool and immunity if booster. there's an effect in five years most of the vulnerable people aren't going to be here anyway in five years maybe right, most right? but we'll like, learn very quickly what right. happened to them well no 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 you know i'm agreeing i'm agreeing yeah, yeah, when yeah. i'm saying this is like let's give it to them because especially since it's boosting their immunity yeah. like like we know they're going to make it six more months, you know, without, without having to fight COVID without having to, uh, and if mm-hmm. they do, they're going to have an easier time. Like my grandma who, whom you've met and we've mm-hmm. already talked about on this podcast has mm-hmm. like, um, uh, what is the, the, it's not, well, she has asthma too, but it's C- CPOD. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That breathing, breathing sort of stuff. Right. And then she also COPD. has, yeah, I think it's COPD. And, uh, she also has uh, some nerve damage. And uh, my grandpa had mentioned she's getting like a nerve fried oh, in yeah. her neck, right? Uh-huh. And she's been in and out of the hospital a couple times in the last few years where mm-hmm. we never, nobody I think ever said it out loud, but we're all just like, mm, oh yeah, uh-huh. maybe we need to make it and go see her in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of get this, this worry. She got COVID after all of that. Mm-hmm. And because she had the vaccine, made it. Like, like literally. And I told her that while you were in the living room, I was like, yes, the reason you probably lived through this is because you were vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I, and I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like, but like mm-hmm. 
set not to be morbid, but my grandma, 76, 77, mm-hmm. 78, does she have 20 years left? I mean, maybe, maybe. Right, and you're, think, you know, you're even thinking that she would need an immunity booster. She would need it at that age, too, because right, she's not a young right. buck. And yeah. so then when I look at me, though, like in the, that same 10 years, I'm still not even to her age yet, mm-hmm. right? Like I've got to go 35 more years and 40, 40 more years until I'm my grandma's age. And so I have 40 years to try to figure out like what side effects may come from this or, or mm-hmm. what damage, you know, does boosting your immunity then when it goes down, weaken it all the other time, you know? Mm-hmm. So like it's very dumb comparison and you can shoot it down right away, but I don't use chapstick for that same reason, Right. Because I, I don't have a problem when I'm up in the mountains and the wind's blowing, mm-hmm. but I have buddies that are like, oh, I left my trap stick in the truck. And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm fine. They're like, no, yeah. my lips are done. Yeah. Is it that same kind of thing? And I'm, I know that sounds so cheap, and but like I've right. had this thought that like my, my wife has an immunity disorder mm-hmm. where her, her immune system attacks her nerve endings. It's mm-hmm. called multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. So what, what happens when we boost her immunity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that, She's specifically taking medication to suppress. Mm-hmm. She has to suppress her immunity because it's attacking her, like mm-hmm. not attacking other things, it's attacking her. And so that's a possibility. Her, mm-hmm. her body was made that way. Well, what are we doing with this stuff? Could it possibly turn me into that, you know, a few years later? And, what is it, and, and, and on top of that, what it's going to do to her? Mm-hmm. Whole nother full-scale thing. If I don't feel that it's if my wife doesn't feel it's safe for her to get it mm-hmm. because it may progress her symptoms of, of multiple sclerosis and she may put her in a wheelchair 10 years sooner, mm-hmm. is it fair for me <laughs> to then get this, this secret juice, you know? And that's also been a thought. But there's so many layers to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can easily excuse it by, by making a joke about zombies, mm-hmm. but then go to t- tell you like, you know, kind of the process that all this has been through in my, in my brain and, and, we're completely opposite in this. I've never mm-hmm. questioned getting any kind of shots before vaccines or, or so any of that before. My, my question is where did your um, apprehension come from? When somebody told me I had to, and, and, and again, nobody's actually told me that. Right. So no, who did, did someone tell you, cause I'm picturing on this side of the table, I'm picturing you watch a, a Fox news nope. and someone say, or someone, someone with right leaning, ask you know political leanings say, oh, they're trying to make us get this, and what do you think about that? And then that's the whole, that's how they have the conversation. I could be wrong, but that's yeah. So 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 I don't watch so, any news. So how did what was the what would you say when you first started thinking about it? Were you like reading an article, or were you listening to a podcast where Joe was talking about it? Or so I had the opinion before. I listened. I really started listening to the Joe Rogan podcast in the last six months. Probably. Or maybe it was friends talking about it that maybe you guys were all talking about it together or something. It, like yeah, that. it could. It, so I, most of my stuff would be secondhand. It'd be, you know, my wife telling me something or, or, you know, it's, it's nothing is like, including like any kind of constant information on what this is. Mm-hmm. And so it's all just like this, this cloud that I can't even point to the cloud that has given me this information. Yeah. Right. So like, just, and, and so now in the last six months, maybe I've done, I think actually I could blame the podcast. Like I've, <laughs> I've done more research on it 
because of that, and yeah, and so I don't even, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't take in CNN, Fox, mm-hmm. any of those whatsoever if they're affiliated. For the same reason that I have a, a hard time with with Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson because they're all like, there's politicians sponsoring those things, you know. Yeah, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to close up here pretty soon yeah. on the topic that we we said we weren't gonna talk about. Yeah, no worries. But I really think, yeah, I think that most of, most of my questioning comes from secondhand conversations where someone else read something and signs, right? Like signs on, on stores that I'm walking into. And, uh, and, you know, my daughter coming back from work saying, hey, I have to get vaccinated. And I go, have you, have you read about it? Like, do you know like, what they're asking of you? And she's like, I, I just kind of want to get paid. It's like the so ch- I don't care. It's like everywhere. I see what you mean. Like you're not, like, you're not like not, re- you're not consuming news on it. It's just everywhere I look. You're forming opinions based on. Gosh, I mean, you have a million conversations a day, mm-hmm. you know, or you used to maybe more when you were actively <laughs> doing other types of work, right? Right, right. And in those conversations, it's got to come up. I mean, even legally speaking, you have to address certain things in the work that you did. And now applying for jobs, there's certain jobs that you have to be vaccinated even Mm -hmm. for them to accept your application. Which, even if you're not consuming news, I mean, we are living in a completely topsy-turvy, weird sort of world where I've, I've never, ever considered a vaccination card that now I carry in my wallet. And I've never had to use, but I'm afraid to lose like i don't want to not have it (laughs) so uh, that is that is weird it's weird to um it's weird to have to wear masks when as a mask expert i know when i would and would not need it and to have to follow these super illogical rules at a lot of places but as someone who's you know what i mean i don't want to be the guy that's like oh well technically and it's way way easier for me to walk into a restaurant with my max on and take it off when i sit down right like it's so much easier than creating a huff about 50 feet i have to walk with a mask on because honestly all these people that said like i can't breathe it's a nonsense it's nonsense what the effect it's had on me is i can't hear people as well because i I read lips that's true when i'm talking to people and i can't i can't see emotion i I hate walking through stores and and not being able to smile at the old lady right like like i really love the small little bit i can improve someone's life in in short passings Mm -hmm. that that is like a a, i don't know my love language right like it's it's a part of who i am Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of depressing yeah, and so there was a point when when we're in like strict lockdown, where I I was like telling people, "Hey, I'm smiling," yeah, <laughs> right? and like I'd, I'd say I it to them. You know I just want you to know I'm smiling, um, despite everything that's going on, and you know, oh, that reminds me of something kind of interesting about um, other cultures that cover their faces all the time. Like in mm-hmm. other cultures where women have to cover their face, the lower portion, you only see the eyes. Mm-hmm. In those cultures, if you listen to their music and their poetry, like. Like their love poet, like I'm lusting after this woman. It mm. is, it is all about how their eyes look. It is literally poetry about their eyes and maybe their crook of their nose or whatever their eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see in those cultures too, like they have like the, this that part of the showing part of their face is just like it is done up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I noticed like so knowing that I was married to a. Um, formerly married to a lady who was from Iran. And so like, I'm, I'm kind of cognizant of that culture. And so I was kind of noticing that like all of a sudden at first, no way I, I can't tell what people are looking like, but all of a sudden I started to be able to read eyes. You can tell when eyes are smiling. And I thought that's kind of a neat thing. 
that's like an interesting, um, you know, I'm a guy, sometimes when you're in these weird situations where you get lonely, I try to look for how, how can I make this a glass half full situation? Right. How can I learn from this? Yeah. What the bad or lonely situation, how can I learn from it? And that was kind of an interesting one just to, I noticed that we've gained this new, even, and I think you, you listeners should check it out too. Like just look at people's eyes and see, and especially if they're wearing a mask. And see if you can now read them a lot better, just accidentally, because accidentally, that's yeah. all you've oh, had and, to read. And yeah, you can totally see the eye smiles, yeah, or, or the eye frowns, or the "I'm not paying attention to you." Uh huh. Um, the eye droopiness when I get get a little too stoned. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> What'd you say, bro? Um. And so it's yeah, I, I yeah. Let's let's ball this up to say, uh, Joe, I still love you, brother. Um, our conversation over the last forty five minutes has not changed my. My opinion of you. Same Z's. It's cool uh, to like go back and forth. I mean, it's cool to believe a different thing. Like, and I don't, I don't think you're a bad person or think you're dumb at all. Right. I, I empathize with you. I can see exactly why you think and, those things. I'm only yeah, curious. Yeah. You know? And same for me, because it's, it's very confusing that, that we're opposite on this. Yeah. Than yeah, we yeah. would be normally in life. Yeah. And because I should, I'm totally not like a questioning kind of guy and I'm questioning this and you're totally a questioning guy and you're not questioning this. Well, yeah. not that you haven't, but you currently aren't. I think for fun next time, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to take out my news um, app and I'm just going to scroll through and I just want you to like react to like the stories. Cause oh, I, that would be fun. Because I think I've done it in a way that I can see both. It's, I'd say 75% left, but I like that 25%. Right. I, I want to uh, know what's happening. I'll read the articles, even yeah. if I totally disagree. Yeah. It's just the way I do it. But I notice that it does lean a certain way and I'm clicking on certain things. And I know that the algorithm is knowing mm-hmm. that I like mm-hmm. certain things. I will present it a certain way to me. Yep. You know, Tucker Carson's a piece of crap and, and, tr- and Trump is a, a buffoon or whatever. Oh, and and that, <laughs> that's totally a, a whole side note, too, is Trump promised us a vaccine and a lot of people that are now telling me I need to get vaccinated said they would never take a Trump vaccine. Maybe not never, but they were kind of mean, like especially like super, super mean about it. I think even VP Harris even said something like, well, if he's going to bring it, I'd have to question it. And it's from the same people that have the yeah. Come on, lady. (laughs) Right. Like I I, just because like I may think a certain way doesn't mean I agree with any of these jokers. Oh, right. So that's why the localness is where I think we should focus. And we definitely need to we need to focus on that. I didn't. um, So I paid attention real briefly about a month ago, uh, beginning of November, when they had the elections. uh, Right. uh, It was a couple days before the elections. I don't even know who our mayor is right now. Did he get reelected? Well, you know what? He must have, because um, if he didn't, there would have been some big hoopla about it. Right. And so so we were talking about maybe trying to get him on the podcast. We, oh, need, yeah. to, we need to try to reach out. Let's do it. And maybe we can ask him on the podcast, like, hey, we're two guys that are not used to participating in any regular way in local politicking, mm-hmm. um, but our our goals are this, whatever our goals are. Our goals are to participate, see what's going on, and then try to get a little bit better of an understanding and a, I mean, as even as we can opinion about what's going on. Right. And like, uh, having zero uh, next to zero knowledge, um, where, where, how do we start as, yeah. as 40 somethings, Should which is sh- our, our demographic on the podcast is like, how do we how do we encourage forty something year olds to get involved? Like, where, mm-hmm. where can they go? What meetings should they be looking for? What can yeah. they Google? Yeah, you know? the forty year olds right now, we're we are the executive directors. We're the we're the high up people. 
with the business owners now, we should be getting into local politics. Mm-hmm. I see the younger people doing it, 10 years younger than us. Yep. So we got we to gotta get in there and, yep. and stop being so aloof and be like, oh, I'm not going to. Like like me and Brian have been for the last forever. Well, I don't care. We're not going to. De- four decades. Four decades. Um, don't be like us. Be like how we're going to be. <laughs> how we, how we, we want to project ourselves as wanting to be. Yeah. <laughs> be like the best version of ourselves that we don't yet measure up to. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's end this on like a, like a happy note of some sort. Um, yeah, man. Um, so let's see. Uh, do you have any dad jokes, like right off the top, without having any kind of preparation? Uh, no, no, no jokes. Um, yeah, we had the Christmas troll here in mm-hmm. Great Falls. That mm-hmm. was fun. That was good. Um, oh, that was it. That was what my kids said was too loud. So I have Christmas two nineteen-year-olds that just had a kid a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and they were like, "The Christmas stroll was so loud," and they sounded exactly like sixty-year-olds. Hilarious! It was hilarious. Was there like so, a yeah. band playing or something? They they were right here um, down the street by the mm. um, civic not civic center civic center. There must have been something going on. And and like I, I don't know. It, oh. they just said it was so loud. And then the the Santa thing had really loud music. They I, said I remember that there was. Um, Someone said that there was fire trucks. Fire that, could, that could have been it too. The, the, the people were honking. The people in the parade were honking, and then the fire trucks were coming down, just like blaring their alarm horn, like yeah. the one that will split your eardrums. Yeah. And right down Central acts as an acoustic tunnel. Yeah. It echoes, and yeah. people were like going inside of the building, covering their ears. Like, hey, yeah. good job, firemen. <laughs> Whoever's idea that was. Great job on the public safety. Great, great job on um, the public safety with their eardrums. Yeah. But Who, who's in charge of that acoustic? I should be in charge of that. Yeah, I, you, sh- a, you should talk to the parade people. I'm going to run for an elected city um, emergency uh, too, too loud <laughs> officer. Yeah. It's too yeah. loud. Turn yeah. it down. <laughs> what do you, you can't just blare that sirens uh, right next to kids faces and, and your shirts would be great yeah they right? would. just just say too loud with an exclamation point too oh it's the too like loud guy old wrinkly finger yep. like underneath it they'd be like they'd be like oh here comes the too loud guy yep okay yeah. turn it down we better turn, turn, it, turn it, down. it down turn it down who's in charge of, who's in charge of the sound <laughs> let me get the You're chief like, out here cli- climb up on the fire truck and <laughs> Is there even a volume for that? I can't I, imagine. I want there to be like an old-timey two-prong plug that I just go click and I plug it in with like a snarl and I throw it down and look at them and be like, just use your iPhone for sound effects, you lugs. Get a speaker. Also, um, thanks for saving us from all those fires, guys. You know, on a side note, I'm not trying to be all mean to you, but, yeah. you know, watch out for our ears too. But if you, yeah, if you damage our ears, we can't hear our fire alarms in our home. Ooh, that's right. I can tell you because my daughter came upstairs the other day and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, I lit a candle in my room and she was probably smoking or something, right? Doing yeah. something bad. Uh-huh. She's like, I lit a candle in my room and, or blew out. Yeah, she blew out a candle and that's like when all the smoke comes off of it. And she's uh-huh. like, it was right below my fire alarm and my fire alarm's been going off. Um, and then she did something else that caused it to go off again. And I was like, I didn't hear it. Oh, like at all. Whoopsie. Like I didn't hear it at all. So you're going to need like a Bluetooth capable <laughs> fire alarm right, that like connects to my hearing. Connects yeah. to like a speaker, like right next to your bed. 
Yeah. And like lights up and buzzes and throws a glass of water in in your face. In my previous house, all the fire alarms were wired together. So if Mm. one went off, they all went off. Oh, okay. And so that would be just fine. Mm -hmm. But in our house now, it's just they're all just, you know, individual devices that aren't aren't connected. Mm. Okay. Well, I hope you don't die. Um, Get that all figured. That'd be be a good note. Um, That's... (laughs) So Firemen, turn down the alarms during the parades. Uh, all the other times, thank you. You're doing a good job. Um, also, maybe we get a Bluetooth fire alarm speaker for Brian's Christmas present or something. Cool, cool. I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if that if those exist, but mm, now I know something to shop for. <laughs> <laughs> or invent. I invented, a, I'll tell you off air, but I invented a new toothbrush this, this morning. I invented a new toothbrush. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'll tell you about it. You might, you guys might get to hear about it next time, but do not hold your breath because... Yeah, because we make up... We're full of empty promises. We're full of hot air and vinegar sometimes. Yep. We, um, we promise a lot of things. Yeah, we do. Oh, I'm, I'm still excited about that trumpet thing. I, I, was, I was practicing the other day and I was like, I'm actually going to do this. This is going to be... I'm not sure how many weeks, but it'll be fun just to, just to get, that, get that win. You know, get something. Yeah, and I want you to play on the podcast. Oh, like, yeah. You don't have to be like 10 feet away from the mic, but I want you to play on the podcast. You can try it a few times, yeah. yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll try it not recording. I'll bring in that other mic, uh, the one that I usually talk into. It's perfect for that sort of stuff. Okay, cool. So anyways, have fun with your cool lives and do fun stuff. Thanks for listening. Sharing is caring. Send this to a friend that you want to argue with and it'll help you. Yeah. It'll help you have a, a beautiful discussion. It won't even be called an argument. Be like, look, these guys do it all the time. Doesn't even sound like they're arguing. They're yeah, just can like we, can we do that? They're comparing information yeah. and 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 seeming interested about the other's thoughts. Yeah. How, how about try that guys? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.